Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Karen. And my name is Colleen. And this is Books, Movies, and Musicals. Oh, oh my. Welcome back to Dream in the Damned, our series about the Disney princess stories, movies, and musicals, and anything else we can think of. Today, we are continuing our discussion of the live-action Disney movie Beauty and the Beast from 2017. Let's get to it! Okay! I feel like I always say the year differently. I think we always say it differently every time. (laughs) It's, It's fine. I think sometimes I say 2017, which is the easier way to say it. Yeah, I would say it. I usually say it to myself. But then I don't do that every time. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's whatever. It's fine. I guess. It's fine. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, so when we left off, they had just come out of the, uh, like, they just went to Paris. Yeah, the little basically. trip through that book. Yeah. But it was like a real life trip. Yeah, it like wasn't a real life fake. <laughs> she had a souvenir from it. Yep. <laughs> Which we don't see until later in the movie. Yeah, when she gives it to her dad. <laughs> yep. So it was just kind of all of a sudden, like, oh, you have that? You're like, <laughs> like oh, what? You brought that with you. Yeah, it's like, I didn't know that before, but okay. Yeah. yeah. I feel like. I feel like they should have brought it up sooner than that scene, but at the same time, I also understand why they waited mm-hmm. until then to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done there. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I would say, I don't know how they would have brought it up sooner anyways. I don't either. So. Yeah. Well, the scene we're actually on is LeFou and Gaston in the village. Yes. After they have left Maurice out in the forest. It's been a day or two or something. Maybe? Maybe a day? Maybe a day, yeah. Because we saw Agatha... um, With Maurice. With Maurice, like, in the next morning and whatnot. So it's been at least a day. So it's like a night and then... And then a day. A day? Yeah. Okay. So Gaston and LeFou are coming in from, I guess, like a hunting trip or something. There were a bunch of guys with them. And just... Yeah. I don't know. Either that or it was just people they met when they came back into town and they all just went to the tavern together. Well, I mean, it's late at night. Yeah. So, but, but maybe Lulafu and Gaston didn't really know their way back. <laughs> <laughs> Are they really that dumb? I think it might be possible. <laughs> no, I think they know where the tavern is. But no, everything no, else. Back from the woods. Oh, though. back from the woods. Oh, That's okay. what I mean. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like, I know that they know where the tavern <laughs> they is. They know where the tavern is, Karen. Gaston decorated it. We know this. We assume so, yeah. She, she moonlights as an interior decorator. <laughs> interior decorator, yes. So, he definitely knows where that is. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but I think that maybe they got lost in the woods. I, don't I mean, know. I don't know. If it was just like a straight shot back, then I wouldn't think they did. We have no clue if it is or isn't, though. We really don't. <laughs> we don't spend much time in the woods. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, okay. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so they're like coming back into the tavern and LeFou's kind of like, 
you know, it's not too late. We can always turn back and whatnot. And Gaston just kind of stops and looks at him. And just kind of like, stop. Yeah. And it's like, LeFou obviously feels guilty about it. And I think Gaston probably has some sort of feelings about it, too. I'm sure he does. He's not a totally heartless human being. Yeah. He has some feelings. He has some feelings, (laughs) yeah. So... But, uh, they walk in, like, you can already tell everyone in the tap that's already there is very serious. Yeah. Like, in a very serious manner. Yeah. And there's so many people, so you're also kind of like, something's going on. And then they're all just staring at him, yes, too. that too. It's like, like, they walk in. Oh, yeah. And, here. uh, and, you know, they're talking about Maurice, and it's just like, and he's here, Maurice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, like, the barkeep or whoever he is, he, like, comes out, he's like, Gaston, did you try to kill Maurice? And obviously, everyone wants to know if it's true or not. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're like, Maurice says Gaston tried to kill him. We got to know the story here. Yeah. And of course, Gaston does his classic gaslighting. Mm -hmm. And he's all like, it's one thing to rave about your delusions. It's another to accuse me of attempted murder. Yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I'm like, um... But you did kind of attempt to murder him. <laughs> yeah. Because that's dangerous. He, yeah. <laughs> he, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, he didn't specifically try to murder him himself. Yeah. He just left him there. Yeah. To let the environment take care yeah. of him. <laughs> <laughs> so. And he didn't tie him to the tree, so that's not really a good way to do yeah. that. <laughs> I know. But yeah, uh, like one of the ways Gaston is just really easily be able to, the way he's really easily able to turn the narrative like around mm-hmm. a bit is just the fact that the town folk already trust him. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's kind of like everyone's already kind of wary of Maurice. It's true. Kind of like, well, he's he's a bit interesting. Yeah. Well, so. And they think Belle's weird. So they're just like that yeah. whole family exactly. is just like, eh. <laughs> so Gaston can very easily just turn it around to where it's like, oh, Maurice, you know, you shouldn't be going off about your delusions like this. Yeah. And yeah. Whatnot. And, uh, and Maurice, you know, claims that, oh, Agatha rescued me. Yeah. But Agatha is also an outsider. That's true. So, so why, how is that helpful? <laughs> yeah. Why would they, why would they, uh, trust her either? Right. Yeah. Cause they're not going to trust the crazy family. Yeah. And they're not going to trust the, the spinster. crazy spinster yeah. who literally lives on like the streets. Basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're more inclined to lean towards what Gaston mm-hmm. and LeFou say. And then and and Gaston also yeah turns to Lefou yeah. and is kind of like Lefou gets bullied. Like, tell us, tell us your side of the story. Yeah, yeah and he gets like bullied into it by Basically. Gaston because he's like, yeah. well, I don't, I don't want to yeah. lie, but at the same time, I don't want Gaston to hate me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think this is definitely just kind of a point where Lefou is starting to get to the point where he's like, I don't know if i should be friends with gaston yeah, yeah he's like unsure but, how he feels yeah and it's it's this is just one of those things that's pushing him towards like the other side yes if you want to put yep. it that way yeah the the side of the three other people <laughs> yeah in the town <laughs> it's a little bit getting closer and closer each time something yep. happens he's like oh gaston you did something bad oh definitely yeah <laughs> so yeah but gaston you know, is able to convince LeFou to lie about it. Yes. So just by of, like his eye contact and the way, he's, the way holding he's holding him. him. Yeah. 
And so, like, basically, Gaston has Maurice put away in, like, the loony bin, like, sends him off Mm -hmm. to the asylum, basically. Yep. And I know there's not a whole lot of uh, info that we've really gathered from this scene, but I think this is a really good scene. It is. Just how it's all played out. Well, yeah, but also Gaston talks about how Maurice is a danger to himself and others. Yes. Um, I, I just, I didn't see any quotes. No, you're good. I don't have any. Section. But, um, but I thought that was really interesting because, um, <laughs> sorry, because in the animated one, mm-hmm. that's kind of part of the reason mm-hmm. that Maurice gets locked away. Yeah. So that's another little connection between those two movies. But in this one, Maurice really isn't crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in... In the animated one, he's not really either, but he acts yeah. way more eccentric yeah, than definitely. this one. And so this one, it's kind of... I think it's like a big thing for Gaston to say that he's a danger to himself and others when Maurice mm-hmm. very clearly isn't a danger yes. to himself or others. Because he's very intelligent and he's, like, logical. Yeah. And all there and stuff. <laughs> he's just an inventor. Yeah. So that's why they think that. And then Gaston is able to spin that into being that kind of thing versus he's just a really smart person who like can give you better ways of living yes <laughs> essentially yeah but i don't know i thought that was an interesting line i so. said that's, that's actually a really good line from this just how gaston is able to convince people that you know he's very good with his words yeah probably could have written a lot of decent um, persuasive essays. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> the English major in him. <laughs> where? There's my mouse. <laughs> I was like, where'd it go? I don't know. <laughs> Found it. Okay, good. Okay. So the next scene is... The ball. Well, it's right before the ball. Okay. Cause it's oh, when, when they're setting up. Yeah, it's so when they're setting up. It's when the beast is like taking his bath and whatnot. Yeah. And, uh, oh, that's right. That part is so weird for me. I, it's it's a weird little part, <laughs> but it also explains why there's a ball, and I really like it because of that. Yeah. Because in the animated movie, it doesn't make sense for them to have a ball. It's just all of a sudden, oh, they're dressing up. They're going to have a ball. I think it died. Oh, no. Oh, no. It worked. We're good. <laughs> it just wouldn't move for me. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, uh, in the animated movie, it didn't make sense for them to just suddenly be having a ball. Yeah. No, it didn't. But it just happened. Yeah. But in, in this movie, uh, the beast, you know, as he's taking his bath, he's like, well, I saw her in the ballroom and I said, you're making everything look so beautiful. We should have a dance tonight. Yeah. I never imagined she'd say yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was just kind of an off off the... I think... It was kind of like a joke. Offhand you know? thing. Yeah, yeah, like an offhand thing. Oh my gosh, I couldn't think of what the, the word was. <laughs> but it was an offhand comment. And she yes. was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I do kind of wonder why they were in the ballroom anyways. Because I think, I think it's weird. Or, well, yeah. I saw her in the ballroom. I said, you're making everything look so beautiful. So I kind of wonder. I also wonder that because Belle is, yes, she's a prisoner. That She's not the one cleaning the whole castle. It could be that, because I don't, I mean, we don't know how long she's been there. That's true. But maybe she's still exploring the castle. Maybe. And so she hadn't seen the ballroom yet. Maybe the beast was showing her around a little bit. It's possible. And so it was kind of like, oh, yes, this is, this is the ballroom where we used to have balls, but yeah. we don't do it anymore. Yeah, because the only other thing that I could think of is if she was like, or if it was like getting cleaned or something. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Because, like, we had talked about usually whenever stuff wasn't being used or whatever, it was draped. And then, like, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure just the floors were cleaned. Yeah. And dusted and stuff. So that they would at least not not be horrible. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah. I I mean, I don't really see a point in them using the ballroom when there's no one to come to a ball. Mm Mm-hmm. I would say I think it's I think it's definitely just either Belle was wandering on her own or maybe yeah. the beast was showing her around. He was like creeping on her when she was wandering on. Well, her I would I would think maybe he just happened to walk in or like was looking for her or something. I was like, oh, what, where's she going now? Oh, the the ballroom. Oh, okay. I don't think he was creeping on her. I don't either. Totally. <laughs> don't think that was what he did either. <laughs> But I think you're right about him kind of, like, probably showing her around. Yeah. Or just, like, running into her there. Yeah. Definitely. Those are probably one of the one of those two. Or was specifically looking for her for yeah. some other reason. Yeah. Or that. Although I feel like that would be a lot harder. It would be a lot harder. Yeah. It's a big place. <laughs> and I feel like more often than not, she'd probably be in the library. <laughs> probably. So, I mean, that's probably where he would have started. Yeah. I wonder if the ballroom's near the library. I don't know. All I'm thinking of is Clue now. Oh, uh-huh. Because <laughs> the ballroom is one of the places in the library. It's yeah. one of the places. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. anyway. I got a new Clue game. Did you? George gave me Downton Abbey Clue. Ooh. I, I haven't seen Downton Abbey. I haven't either, but it's but a new it's Clue, Clue game. <laughs> I love Clue, so. so many of them. I have the Harry Potter Clue. <sighs> I need to get a new copy of that, because I'm never getting it back from my nephew. Oh, no. It's fine. Oh, he can have it. Okay. At this point, he's had it for like a year now. Oh, <laughs> so it's not even really mine anymore. Yeah. I need to get my Harry Potter clue for my parents. They have it. Yeah, you should probably do that. I should go get that. It's your game. <laughs> it's my game. <laughs> you gotta be protective of those games. Anyway, but uh, I was I was just like I was like wait I don't have it do I no no because it. it's one of the longer boxes. yeah I know. Anyways, um, yep. Uh, Lumiere mentions that tonight is a perfect night to have a ball as there are only four petals left. Yes. And the Beast says he feels like a fool, stating that Belle will never love him. Lumiere keeps insisting that she is the one, though. And the Beast, on the other hand, says, I wish you'd stop saying that there is no one. Yeah, because I, I wrote that. I, wrote I saw that. that she yeah. is the one, and then there is no, no one. one. <laughs> I say I think that's a very realistic kind of um, reply for the Beast mm-hmm. to have. Because yeah. even in, like, today's world, is like, you, you wouldn't say nece- necessarily well, Some say, people do. I know some people do. But you wouldn't necessarily just be like, he's the one. Or yeah. she's the one. Like, you wouldn't necessarily just be like that. Yeah. Some people are crazy, though. I know. <laughs> I just... Okay. I mean, okay. This is a sidebar. I don't know if I'll keep it in here or not. Mm-hmm. But, like, dating doesn't really matter. I yeah. guess. Because you can make anything work with anyone. Oh, definitely. Essentially. If you both work at it, that's yeah. why um, arranged marriages work and yeah. stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's if they proven it. that if you both put in the effort, eventually you'll come to love each mm-hmm. other. <laughs> as long as you guys don't have, like, two opposing, like, super opposing views. Yeah, like, really big deal breakers yeah. or whatever that, like, really yeah. make you start hating the other person. <laughs> But for the most part, if you both are, like, open to the idea and you both work at it, it doesn't really matter who you choose. Yeah. So. There is no one. (laughs) There is no one. Yep. Thank you, Adam. Yes. Thank you. For making that known in a movie that people will actually watch. (laughs) (laughs) 
why are there movies that people won't watch that they say that? I don't think so. That's the thing. <laughs> Every movie, like, they always say, like, oh, they're, they're my soulmate. They're the perfect person oh, for me. Uh-huh. And, like, sure. Yeah. For now. But eventually, like, I don't know, someone else could be the perfect person for you. And yeah. if you or, close yourself off to that. Yeah. I would say, or you could... uh you know, see more to themselves mm-hmm. after a while and be like, oh, I don't really know if they're yeah, the one. Exactly. Yeah. And there is no one. So. And people are always changing too. Yep. So you never know how someone's going to end up. Yeah. It's kind of like how maybe even just a year ago, you're not the same person. Nope. I'm definitely not the same person. <laughs> I keep changing. I'm sure my mom hates it, but I keep changing <laughs> into my true self. Yes. My true self that she's not a fan. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure she's never going to listen to this, so it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I don't know who else is listening to this, and they might tell her, but it's fine. It's fine, no idea. <laughs> but anyway. Anyways. The dress. Almost there. Oh, okay. I have one more. Not the dress. Just random comments about, oh, about the beast. Yeah, they're making, mm. they're doing him up, like, all nice and pretty, as like, kind of like they would if he were still human. Yeah. With a wig and makeup and whatnot. And he just looks ridiculous. It looks ridiculous on humans, too. True, but it looks less ridiculous <laughs> on humans. That's true, because it's made to fit them. Exactly. It wouldn't look as ridiculous if the wig actually fit him. Like, if they had had a big enough wig mm, for him. No. It would still look ridiculous. Well, no, it wouldn't look as ridiculous as what he looked like when you saw him, though. No, I think... Because he- if the wig actually fit him, then it wouldn't look kind of... Like, oh, that's obviously a wig for a human. No, I think even with a wig that fit him, it would still, it would look worse, honestly. <laughs> it would look worse. I think it would look worse. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that scene anyway. So. I was like, neither am I. So, I, like, it's a good scene. Yeah. But, and it definitely explains why there's a ball happening. Yeah. But otherwise, I don't really like the scene. I like when he cleans it off, though. <laughs> Wipe mm. all that stuff yeah. off. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. So then, now the dress? Now the dress. <laughs> okay! <laughs> so I really like how the dress is made. Yes. Um, and it's obviously, like, super gorgeous. Yeah. Um, my favorite part is... <laughs> You wrote about it. When they take the gold flakes. Oh, I'm not. Yeah. And they just kind of lay it over the overlay of the dress. Okay, so. Okay, so the first image we actually see of Belle, like in her dress, like it starts kind of like at her face and Mm -hmm. just kind of like goes down around her. But like it starts kind of like looking at her face and like the wardrobe being like, oh, you're beautiful, but something is missing. And then suddenly gold flakes just fall down from the ceiling to finish the dress. What? Yep. I Magic. Don't, I okay. Don't, I don't get it. <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> it's the same thing as when Cinderella spins like five times and her dress magically becomes this gigantic puffy ball gown. She has a fairy godmother, though. I know, but it's still magic. Yeah, yeah but that's a different kind of magic. But Belle kind of has a fairy godmother, too. The wardrobe. The wardrobe is a fairy godmother. Yep. Then why can't she change them all back to human? Because she doesn't have that magic. It's like an Ella Enchanted. Okay. Well, I can't tell you anything about Ella Enchanted. I know. But in Ella Enchanted, there's um, her, Ella's fairy godmother mm-hmm. doesn't do big magic. She I does, like, think, oh, I think little I, spells. I think I vaguely remember that yeah, now. she does, like, little spells. Yeah. Because one time she did do a big spell, mm-hmm. and it backfired, and she oh. was like, I can't ever do that again. That's yeah. terrible. And stuff, so she doesn't do that anymore. 
But the other one who wants to be Ella's fairy godmother does do big spells. It's awful. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Anyway. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um... Okay, I will say, like, the one kind of weird thing about Belle's dress for me, because I agree, it's a gorgeous dress, and I love it. But there's just this, like, awkward V of fabric that goes, for, like, from her shoulders down to, like, her navel or whatever. It's just a oh, weird... Oh, you don't like that? It's weird. Like, <laughs> it, it looks good on Emma Watson, but on, like, anyone else, I don't know <laughs> if it would look good. Like, I could see that. It's just a bit like, of you, tool. Yeah, you have to have, like, a specific body type for it. yeah. Yeah, well, they obviously designed the dress for her body. Oh, obviously. Definitely. So, that's definitely part of it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not really sure what the purpose of it was, other than just being it's just decorative. It's just part of the dress. But there's a lot of tool in that dress. Yeah. Which, I don't mind that, personally. Tool's itchy. I know, that's the only thing. So, let's hope she had a nice slip under there that did not... <laughs> well, we see it later, so... That protected her. Legs from the tool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> we'll see you later. Yeah. Okay. So she does. We're good. <laughs> I do. I do have a question. Okay. Does the beast have a seamstress that we never get to meet? Because the wardrobe can like dress her up. Not, but you would need like an actual seamstress at some point, especially for the beast. If he's gonna have clothes that fit him as a beast, he's gotta have some sort of seamstress. That's a really good point. I don't know. Because that was just one of the things that hit me when I saw the beast in his uh, suit. Unless he uses the wardrobe too. But can she so? I feel like she can if she can make that dress. Belle didn't have that dress. That well, dress I know. didn't just I know magically that. show up. I know that. But <laughs> except, hold on. When you see, when we first meet the wardrobe... She doesn't do a great job of dressing Bella up. Because she's, like, exhausted. Well, then how is she not exhausted enough to me- make Belle's dress as well as the Beast's suit? Well, I think because when Belle meets her, she's actually been sleeping for a while. Mm-hmm. So she's been kind of gradually waking up a little bit now because Belle's always oh, okay. around her. Gotcha. And so when it gets to this part, she's been awake for a while and actually, like... Yeah. I guess getting back all of her ability. Okay. Maybe. Or at least just, like, more for consciousness. Yeah, exactly. And so she's a little bit more like, oh, yeah, I can make, like, a dress that looks really good. Okay. And so maybe that is how that works. That could be So then she could make that dress that Belle wore and then potentially also make what the Beast wore. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like she's the only seamstress that's possible. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, that's (laughs) that's the thing. Like, that, that has to be, like, the reason why she was the wardrobe. Yeah. Because otherwise... Who knows? Even though she's the Aria singer. I know. She, I know. Like, she's the singer, but I guess maybe she does... She's a seamstress on the side? I don't know. Maybe. Because otherwise, I don't know why she was the wardrobe. Yeah, I don't either. But I also don't know what else they would have turned her into. Neither do I. So. I don't know. I guess we can move on. Yes. <laughs> so we get to the ball. Yes. And they go in. They start dancing. And you see high up on the ceiling these like instruments, like in a, a little like groups and whatnot, like decorated yeah. around the ceiling. And I'm like, there's no way those instruments are actually playable. Those are just decoration. There's no well, way. 
<laughs> if you were actually decorating that ballroom, no, you why would you put... You wouldn't put real instruments up there. You would not. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> that would hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they were, like, really old instruments that were, like, donated and not ever going to be used ever again, then, yeah, okay, go sure. for it. But, but yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't get, like, new instruments and then just throw them up there. No. So there's no way those instruments were actually playable. Or if they were actually being played, then they sounded horrible. Absolutely horrible. But they clearly didn't. Haven't been tuned, haven't been played in years. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because instruments don't stay They don't tune. stay, no. Yeah. Definitely not. You have not. to fix them each time. Mm-hmm. Even after a little little amount of time, mm-hmm. you have to go back and check that it's tuned. Oh, definitely. And you usually have to tune it a little bit anyway. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Because the strings don't stay tight. Yes. But anyway. Anyway. Where? I guess I'm still going. Yeah, you are. I'm still going. Okay, yes. so. I don't talk about that song at all. So. We are to the song, you know, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> And there's this one line in the song that really hit me as I was watching it this time. Mm-hmm. Bittersweet and strange, finding you can change, learning you were wrong. Mm-hmm. That's a really good line for this movie. And I think, like, specifically this version of the movie. Uh, just because it's more prominent, I guess, how um, how Belle and Adam have had to work together and try to become friends in some way. Yeah. And that they were both wrong on certain things. It's true. Not. Yeah. Yeah, because they were both wrong, for sure. Yes. On a few different things. Yes. And Mrs. Potts is singing, and she... There's there's also the line, Tale as old as time, song as old as rhyme, Beauty and the Beast. And I was like, Mrs. Potts, did you write this song? Or, <laughs> like, what's, what's going on? Yeah. It seems a little insensitive to be calling Adam out like that and then <laughs> comparing Adam to Belle just like beauty and the beast it's so, like hold on so I never had a problem with this song neither have I I love this song until we had to go through this yes because yes. it's pretty problematic because that's not actually a thing in yeah. history from what I can tell yeah like, it hasn't always been like, oh, the really pretty one always gets the really ugly one yeah. or whatever. Like, I that's know. not... That's that's not how it... Yeah. <laughs> that's not, like, historically accurate yeah. or even in, like, fiction. It's not accurate. I would say, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> so, like, that's literally very specific to this story, so it can't possibly be a tale as old as time. No. Definitely not. <laughs> I have a lot of issues with that specific section of it. Yes. Because, like, how? Mm-hmm. Do you have examples of this? Yeah, like, please expand. Because <laughs> otherwise, you wrote this for them, yeah. specifically for this and ball. that's cruel. And it's cruel. <laughs> you should not be singing that out loud. Yeah, I know. And I was like, Mrs. Potts, you are singing this for them, yeah. and they are dancing to it. Like, that's kind of insensitive. Yeah, very insensitive. Right there. <laughs> and, like, what kind of example is she setting for Chip? <laughs> Because right. he's there, and she's just like, oh, I'm going to be real insensitive to this couple, and this is what you need to learn how to do, Chip. <laughs> yep, come on. <laughs> like, that's that's 
awful. <laughs> yeah. Like this is a this is a really pretty song. Oh yeah. And I do like it. I do but too. it's just like this one line, I was like, ugh. It's problematic. No how I feel about that. There are parts of it that are super good, like yes. learning you can change part. Yes. Or le- like finding you can change learning you're a wrong thing. But like But like that line There's obviously also parts that are insensitive mm-hmm. <laughs> and could have mm-hmm. probably been written better. But um, I would say and I I don't remember if in the animated one, if, like, Mrs. Potts or whoever was singing it. She was, wasn't she? Yep. Okay. Yep. She I, sings it in both, and it's yeah. the same exact song. Yeah. I, it's weird how you don't catch things in the animated one, and then you watch the live action, and you catch them, and yep. it's like, how did I not notice that before? Well, I think part of that has to do with the fact that animated characters, you don't really, like relate yeah, to you as well yeah but human characters you yes. sit there like how would i feel if that uh-huh. happened to me or if i heard that or whatever you know definitely so it's a little bit easier for us to catch them in this version of the movie yeah than in the other one just because of the fact that they're human too yeah so yeah so they dance that song yes they only dance for one song. Well, as far as we know. We saw it. Yeah, but like, we could have just had one snippet of their dance anyway. Of their one dance, yes. I'm pretty positive they only danced to one song. I kind of am too, but at the same time, we don't know if they had other songs that we just never saw. Like, we did see them start dancing, and we saw them end dancing, but like... To the same song? I know, I know, I know, I'm aware of that, but <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of movies where they do that. I know, but... And it's not actually just one song, but they did it so that you could at least see what was happening, but not watch, like, them just dancing for, like, ages. <laughs> I would say, see, so, I would have thought maybe you would have seen, like, Maybe two songs in here, three at the most, but they only showed us the one, and so I'm like, oh. well, who wants to sit there watching like nine minutes of them just dancing? Well, it didn't have to be the full songs. They, like they could have finished the one song and then like started the next one, and then maybe like cut to the balcony scene or something. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know I don't, how that scene works. So. I don't make movies. So I don't I either. <laughs> I definitely do not make movies either. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, <clears throat> they go to the so, balcony, right? Balcony, yes. That's where we are now. Yes. Um. So the beast, Adam, he can tell that Belle really, like, hardcore still misses her father because she's, like, looking off into the distance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, like, he can see that, like, she's happy, but at the same time, she's got a sadness about her that he recognizes is because she misses her father. Um, And then he's actually surprised when he finds out that Belle thinks that she might be able to be happy at the castle. Because he's like, wait, that's what I want. Yeah, I don't remember what specifically she says, but he he says, you think you could be happy here? And she says, can anybody be happy if they aren't free? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, because she does mention, like, that she could be happy there. Yeah, she does. And then he asks that, and then she clarifies, like, yeah. I'm still a prisoner, dude. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I, I was just kind of like, damn, she gave him a glimmer of hope and stole I, right back. Right? <laughs> <was> like, okay. <laughs> yeah, every time I hear that part, I'm like, 
I mean, you go, Belle, but like, I say, painful. <laughs> and he, he like, he like lit up for a second yeah. too as he was asking. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, oh, you yeah. just crush him. He got all excited and yeah. The poor guy. And then she crushes him even further. It's true. Because uh, she like she does mention her father or something. Yeah. And he says, you must miss him. And she looks at him and she goes, very much. And I was kind of like, oh, just making him feel guilty over here. Okay. Right. Just continually, like, comment after comment after comment. Yeah. But he pulls out his mirror, which somehow mm-hmm. he just keeps on his person all the time. Yeah. Did he have a pocket big enough for that? <laughs> Did he have a pocket? <laughs> no, I feel like he went and grabbed it from uh-uh. somewhere. No. I can't remember. They were just on the balcony. I know. Where would it have been? <laughs> I, I don't know. He just casually stashes it somewhere. Yes. And I then he's know. like, oh, oh, the mirror. <laughs> the mirror. Here you go. But anyway, he lets her look at her father and that mm-hmm. makes her miss him even more. And she sees that he's in trouble. Yeah. So she's like, um, and he's like, oh, you should go after him. Uh, she, yeah, she was like, I have to go help him and whatnot. And he was kind of like, okay, you yep. must go. Yep. He lets her go. Yeah. Um, with like what one, is it one pedal or two pedals or whatever? Is it I still just idea. four? I feel like it's I like less know. than four now. No one knows. Um, yeah, I have no clue how the pedals work, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's definitely less than four now. Probably. Well, yeah, no, it's like one pedal. It's, it's gotta be like one or two pedals. Because all of this, all of mm-hmm. the end of the movie happens in this one night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it has to be like one or two pedals. Maybe. I would say because more toward. I would guess more towards two. That's what I'm thinking. Because I know that at least like one pedal falls while they're in the middle of their whole battle thing. Yeah, I think so. And so then there's one. Mm-hmm. And then it falls at the end. Yeah, so there's so it's gotta so, be two. So I think right now they're probably around two or three. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the two. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um Yeah, anyway, so she she's like, okay, cool, I'm going. So she yeah, just okay. darts out of there. Be- before before that though, like she does try to give him your back. That's and, true. And he says, No, keep it so that you have a way to look back on me. Yeah, like she's and never gonna like, come back. Uh, <laughs> that seems kinda cruel to me. Like, uh, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. But yeah. I think it would be cruel either way. Either she keeps the mirror to look back on him, or mm-hmm. he keeps the mirror to so look at her. He can look at her. Yeah. So either way, it's kind of cruel. Yeah, that's true. Either way, yeah, it would be rough to have the mirror because it's a curse. Yes. Um, but yeah. So then. She does leave. She does leave. Um, and while she is riding away... Hold on. on. Okay, yes. I have one comment okay. before she actually leaves the castle. Yep. What's the comment? Because she's running out the front door and, like, the coat stand, you know, like, bows yeah. to her before he leaves. And then you see Mrs. Potts, like, up above, like, on the balcony or whatever, uh, and, like, looking out. And she looks kind of sad, but she's also just not stopping Belle. She's like, there mm-hmm. she goes. It's like, mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> And I was like, oh, Mrs. Potts. Yeah, everyone's sad. They all just watch her leave. Well, it was just the two of them that knew at that point. And and Adam. Well, yeah, that's true. So That's true. But he he knows he's giving up his opportunity. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, okay. Like, he gives (laughs) her his mirror so she will always be able to look back on him. Um, But, like... The Adam, he knows that he's giving up his opportunity to be freed by sending her away without knowing if she will come back. 
Um, yeah. And then, like, everyone in the castle feels the despair of her leaving. Yeah, because, uh, like, the next kind of, like, scene, like, right after Belle leaves is, like, Cogsworth and all the servants would not, like, yeah. going up to the beast. And Cogsworth is all like, oh, you know, like, I think this is going very well. Yeah. You know, by the end of the night, blah, blah, blah. And he's whatever. like, I let her go. And they're like, yep. what? <laughs> yeah. Why did you do that to us? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and, uh, and Mrs. Potts is just kind of like, it's because he loves her. Yep. And then Lumiere is like, then why are we not human? And I was like, because the curse is stupid. Right? Yeah, the curse is stupid, and she somehow has to say it to the beast. Yeah. So. Uh, but Cogsworth said, because she doesn't love him. But she does. But she does. I know. We know she does. Mm-hmm. We also kind of know that it's influenced heavily by the Stockholm Syndrome. But we also know that she does love him. Yes. It's very clear. Yes. But, uh, but the... But Adam says, no, I set her free. I'm sorry I couldn't do the same for all of you. And yeah. I was kind of like, oh, that's touching. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> he like he's he's sad and torn, but he definitely wanted mm-hmm. to make Belle happy and let her go and yeah. save her father and yeah. stuff. While she's leaving, yes. <laughs> we have this wonderful song that was written specifically for this version of the movie, mm-hmm. and I love it. Because the Beast didn't really have a specific song no, in the Earth definitely animated one. And so you didn't really get to know kind of him mm-hmm. that well. Yeah. Like, he was just kind of the prince. Yeah. He was just oh, there. Definitely. He was just kind of a... He was a big character that you didn't get to know. Exactly. Really exactly. But this song, Evermore, gives you the opportunity to see into his character a little bit more than... You would if he didn't have a song. Mm-hmm. And it's one of my favorites. Um, but all I wrote about it, because I only have one line, <laughs> I said that it's one of the best songs that has ever been added to a live-action Disney film. <laughs> um, because you get to see how the bass truly feels and hear about how much he loves her and how much he'll miss her forever. Just waiting for her to maybe come back. <laughs> Because he's he's that kind of person who throws himself a pity party. Yep. <laughs> oh, Adam. Oh, Adam. Maybe don't throw yourself a pity party because he's Belle's so not good the kind. At it, of, I mean, you're right. He is really, really good at it, and it's beautiful. But Belle's not the kind of person to leave someone in need. Yeah. So I understand his thoughts that she's never going to come back. Yeah. But oh, she yeah. cares about everyone at the castle. Yeah. And I'm sure she would go back. Like, I, I'm yeah, I'm sure that, definitely. yes, she's going to go save her father because he needs her. But she's not going to abandon no, the I, people that she has grown to love over these years. Yeah, past, I think like, she would definitely. However long she's been there. I think she would also bring her father with her. Exactly. I think she would be like, hey, you know, like, they're not as bad as you yeah. thought they were. You know, yeah. like, the beast has changed. Yeah. Like, like, let me I, introduce let me, you to yeah, them. Let me reintroduce you yeah. to all of them, and yeah. you'll see. Yeah, And you'll, like, get to feel how I feel about them, because they're all actually pretty great. Yeah. Which, the beast is, I guess, very worried that that's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, I understand the idea of thinking, like, oh, she won't come back soon enough. I understand okay. that. But I, yeah. I know that he's thinking she's just never gonna come back. That doesn't seem like Belle to me at all. Well, he also doesn't know Belle like a hundred percent. Yeah, like he do- he hasn't seen yeah. what we've seen. That's true. So, <sighs> yeah, just kind of based on what he knows about her, which we don't really know what. That's all true. He knows. We don't really know what he's seen, what he's understood about her. Yeah, because we're not in his head. 
We're not in anyone's head in the movie. No. She definitely would go back, even if it was after the curse. Oh, definitely. So. I would say, but we also don't know how how the curse really would have ended. True. And so. we don't really know how much time there is. I mean, we do after. I would say, I think the real question is, does Belle know how much time there is? Yes. She probably doesn't. She probably doesn't. She I'm probably- sure no one knows. <laughs> I mean, like... I, well, okay, my my point on that is, does she know how many petals are left? I don't think so. Because I feel like... No, because... No, she doesn't. Because there was no way that they checked it <laughs> there was no before way she, she left. There's no way that she checked it, at yeah, least. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, even just earlier that day... Probably not. That's what I was thinking. They were busy so. getting ready for the ball. <laughs> I know. Lumiere knew, though. Yeah, he did, because he's been watching it, apparently. I know. (laughs) He's like, please turn me back into a human. (laughs) Yeah. I do not want to burn Plumette anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. Do you have stuff about the song? I only have little things. Um, Just because I mentioned, like, early on in the movie about the auto-tune thing with Emma Watson. (laughs) It doesn't bother me that much. I know, it doesn't bother you. (laughs) The first time I watched this movie didn't bother me at all, but now I'm kind of like, ah. I, I hear it. <laughs> uh, so I was kind of like, there's like little hints of auto-tune, but not nearly as much as when Belle sings. Yeah. And then I was just kind of like, oh, this is a really good song. I didn't remember anything about it, but it's <laughs> a good song. Yeah. Um, and then I said also just because it's important to the scene, Belle doesn't change back into her regular clothes. Mm-hmm. Because this whole scene, since we haven't described it, it's the Beast just trying to get that last glimpse of Belle. Yeah. The entire scene. Yep. And so the fact that she stayed in her, like, bright yellow ball gown, like, it was so much easier for him to be able to see where she is. It's true, because yellow in the dark is definitely going to be easier to spot than, like, maybe if she was wearing, like, a a blue dress or something. Yeah, like her normal clothes. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, it just, uh, that was just really important Mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that for sure. I mean, okay. So I guess the the dresses she could have worn were like her, the yellow one. Yeah. Obviously. Or like Ariel's pink one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Those two. That's it. Other than that, maybe Aurora's pink one when it is pink. Yeah. Because it's it's actually blue. Yeah. But just that scene where it keeps getting changed. It gets changed in two different scenes. (laughs) I know. (laughs) When she's actually dancing with the prince. Like, how does he not notice that? (laughs) Because it's an old Disney movie and you're not supposed to notice. (laughs) But also when they're fighting over the color. But yeah. I would say, and the weird thing about Aurora is the fact that she's always pictured in the pink dress. I know. And I think it's because pink is the girl's color. Yeah. And blue is the boy's color. Yeah. And so I think it was just kind of like, oh, pink. It'll attract girls more. Well, actually, no, it is supposed to be pink. No, it's supposed to be blue. I'm pretty sure it's blue. Mm -hmm. Because Meriwether's the one who wants it to be blue. And she's not the head fairy. I'm pretty sure it's blue. I think so. No, it's pink. I watched that scene recently. Have you? Oh. Yeah. Okay, I swear. It's, it's originally made pink, and Meriwether's like, no, blue. And then she's like, no, it's supposed to be pink. I feel like the last time I watched it, though, it was blue. Maybe maybe I'm remembering wrong. That's supposed I'm, to be pink. I might be remembering wrong. I'm pretty sure it's okay. supposed to be pink. Then but you're right, though, because they do yeah. make both of the dresses whenever they make anything for Aurora. Yeah. So oh, yeah. either way, like, we're both right. <laughs> yes, either <laughs> Because way. it ends up being both colors in the real world exactly. where we live. <laughs> because people are like, oh, well, she had two dresses, even though it's the same dress. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> 
Uh, oh, we're at the same part. Okay. okay. Yeah. So Belle makes it back to the town. So before Belle even gets there, the man, like the priest or whoever who is uh, letting Belle borrow books from him. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, they're trying to throw Maurice into the back of this carriage or whatnot. Yeah. And this guy is like, he need, he's weak and he needs a hospital, not an asylum. That's right. Yeah. I remember that. He's like fighting for him. Yeah. He's like, and, no, take him somewhere better, please. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know... The, this is when Gaston uses his time to ask for Belle's hand in marriage again. Like, or else Maurice goes to the madhouse. And yeah. Maurice says no, so Gaston sends him away. That's true. And that's when Belle appears out of nowhere. Yeah, after he's been thrown in to the thing, Yeah, he's, right? he's already yeah. in the carriage. He's yeah. already, like, it, the door's closed and whatnot. Like, he's already she, in there. Yeah, so she's like, you need to, like, release him now because he's not crazy. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, he is. He's been raving about this and this and this. And she's yeah. like, okay, but that's all true. Okay, here's, here's, here's my thing. Okay. So she, you know, she stops the carriage, she gets off her horse, she immediately yeah. goes to the carriage, and sees her father in there, instead of just opening the door, she turns to Gaston and goes like, release him. Because they hadn't put a lock on it. She totally could have opened it. There was no lock on it at that point. Mm. And then, you know, like the asylum director comes over and just puts his hand on it, so she can't open it. Yeah. I thought it was really funny. That is really funny. And kind of ridiculous <laughs> that she just didn't open it. Because I know that I would have just opened it. Uh, yeah, I would have just opened it. I would have looked in and then looked to see if I could open it and well, just open. Maurice probably... Well, actually, what kind of lock is it? Is it just the it's bar a, that goes down? I would say it was a bar that you, like, pull over and push down. Oh, okay, and so then, it's one of those. So, yeah, she yeah. would have had to open it. Yeah, but, she would have had to do it. But there was no lock on it yet, so she yeah. could easily, easily just open it. Unless that bar was, like, really heavy. But it's clearly not, not. because later they get out of it from the inside. Exactly. (laughs) So, But I I just, I really don't understand why she didn't just open it. Yeah, I don't either. I really don't get it. (laughs) Anyway. But the fact that the director just went over and, like, put his hand over where the padlock would have been, I was like... Why not just actually lock it? Right? If that's your goal, just lock it. Right? I was like, why didn't they lock it in the first place? Well... Anyways. They also think that Belle is crazy because she's like, nah, dude, like, he's literally so true and, like, the beast is kind and all of this. Mm-hmm. And um, they don't believe her. So yeah. she's like, oh, well, I can show you. And so she <laughs> it backfires. Her plan backfires yes. here. But she she pulls up the mirror and is all like, show me the beast or whatever. Yeah. And she, like, shows them him. And um, doesn't it just show him, like, looking all sad? Yeah. I want to say the only people... Cause yeah, so she shows him. Mm-hmm. No, she shows everyone. Yeah, she does. She and the only, the only people who didn't, like, step back in horror were, like, that priest guy mm-hmm. and Gaston. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And I think Agatha, maybe, if she was there. If she was there, she if definitely she, wouldn't I, have. I, I think she was definitely there. Yeah. I don't remember seeing her not back up, though. I, I don't think I saw her in that specific part of the scene. I don't think we saw her in that scene. But anyway, that, um, that part... Is very different from the live action one. Or not live action. <laughs> We're talking about the live action We are. The animated one, because uh-huh. when she does show them him in the animated one, mm-hmm. isn't him, like, isn't it him, like, roaring? Yeah. In the mirror? So, like, he's a lot more terrifying in that one. I'm trying to remember if in the live action he was roaring or not. He might have been. I'm pretty sure he's roaring in that one. And so, like, obviously... No, I mean in the live action one, though. Oh, not in the live action one. I don't think he is. I think it just shows him, like, sad. It might be. Yeah, I think he it might just shows right him sad. Yeah. And so, like, it's a very distinct difference between the two mirrors. And mm-hmm. so, like, one very clearly is going to scare the townspeople. Yeah. Because, like, 
Who wants yeah. to deal with a beast like that living so near them? I know. But then this one, he obviously doesn't look like a threat. Yes, he does. He's a beast. Okay, but he's a... Okay. Well... <laughs> but, like, comparing them... <laughs> comparing that, sure. <laughs> but here's the thing. Belle has also whipped out this magical mirror. <laughs> it's sorcery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she could be a witch and she would be burned or drowned. Yeah, exactly. See, <laughs> when I put it, I was like, she, like, she basically, she whips out the mirror. And Gaston claims sorcery. The problem isn't Belle and her father anymore. Now it's the beast. Yeah. Yeah. Because he is in collection of, like, first of all, he's a beast, but now yeah. also he's in collection of, like, this magical mirror that he gave Belle yep. and whatnot. Yep. That's true. And so then he claims that, uh, that Belle is under the beast spell. That, yeah. And any woman stating that this monster is gentle and kind must be crazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's Gaston's thinking for having her thrown into the carriage with her father. Yep. And Belle says, he's not a monster, Gaston, you are. And I thought that, that was a very, um, like, a good line. I don't know what to say about it, though. Because I, I remember watching it specifically, and I was kind of like, oh. <laughs> well... I mean, I don't know if I have a lot to say about it, but I do love that line, and it kind yeah. of comes up later in the song that comes next. Um, because, uh, like, she's really starting to see just how much of a monster Gaston is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When originally she just thought he was, like, a jerk who wouldn't give up on her and was just yeah. not interesting to her. But now she's starting to see, like, Okay, like, this guy's actually kind yeah. of terrifying. I, was saying, I think she's also getting to a point where, like, you can't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Because you have the beast who she's gotten to know who's kind to her mm -hmm. and whatnot, at least now. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Gaston who's still doing this crazy shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it's like, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Can't judge a book by its cover. No, you definitely can't. Yeah. Um, but I will come back to the monster thing. Yeah. In a bit, because it's like my two comments away from where we are right okay. now. But I just, I think that the fact that you wrote that down, because I didn't write that part down, mm -hmm. but I should have, because it relates to what I yeah. have to say next. But it, honestly, it was just a line that really stuck out to me. Well, it should stick out to yeah, you. Yeah, oh, definitely. It's, it's one of those lines that wasn't in the animated one, or at least I don't think it was. Or was it? I don't know. It just it didn't, might have been. It just doesn't stick out as much in the animated one, I guess, as it does in this one. Nothing, nothing sticks out in the animated one as much as it does in okay, the live action but that's, version. That's true, but for this one specifically, like if it was in the animated one, it mm. wouldn't be that big of a deal because Gaston is very clearly a monster in that mm. one. I think it was in the animated one. I think you're probably right. I think so. But he's a monster throughout the whole movie. Yes. So, like, it's not yes. really this huge, like, revelation or, like... Yeah, no, definitely. Something that you're like, oh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. He actually is a monster. Like, he's smart in all of this, mm -hmm. but he's a, is, he's a monster. He's a monster. So, that, oh, okay. That also goes back to, uh, in the last episode, I think, when we, when we were talking about when they left Maurice... There is, like, I'll think about blo uh, blood and yeah. war yeah. and all that. So yeah. that just kind of adds to that. Yeah, you get these little tidbits about Gaston as you go through the live-action one that you're like, okay. Uh -huh. I'm just, not so sure about It all him. starts adding up. Exactly. Yeah. But in the, the animated one, you, you get all of that straight, like, from the beginning. And mm -hmm. there's no shock value or factors in yeah. it at all. It's just kind of, like, straight up. This is what Gaston likes, and this is just how he is. And yep, 
There you go. That's just what it is. I would say, and another thing, kind of, it's really my next point, mm-hmm. but in the, this live action one, he really believes what he's saying, which yeah. doesn't come as a surprise just because of the way everything was brought up. But he's, you know, like, look at these, like, sharp fangs, yeah. look at whatever. And he's just kind of like, oh, it's a beast. We have to go kill him. Yeah. And, uh, and it's like, you really, you see him very firmly believing this, and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. In the animated one, to me, at least, it kind of seemed like he was making it all up. Like, oh, yeah. look at him. I know, yeah. He was, like, building up yeah. a story around the mirror. Yeah, he had to build it up. But <laughs> this one, it's yeah. like, oh, you see it. Exactly. Yeah. You see it. Yeah. You're like, okay. It's like, all right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Um, and so when he... Uh, so they lock Bell up, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he's still chilling with the mirror, like, yep. talking to the townspeople. He's like, okay, guys... Yep. Now that we know this guy exists, mm-hmm. we kind of have to go take care of it. Yep. And um, my comments said that, like, everyone in the town is so small-minded that they want to get rid of the beast, even though they have no clue if he's bad or not. I mean, even in today's world, if you heard about a beast, you would want to get rid of it. Well, this really reminded me of Wicked. Oh, With Alphaba. Okay. Yes. Because no one really knows if she's bad or not. They just know that she's green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that she's a witch. Yeah. And they go... And so they kind of just think bad. Exactly. But Glinda's a witch. Or True. Galinda. Galinda. <laughs> but she's a witch. She's a good witch. Yeah. And they think that Elphaba's a bad witch because she's green, but it's yeah. just the color of her skin that I she know. was born with. I know. <laughs> like, she can't stop her skin from being green. I know. And it's, it's just all things. her mother's fault. Well, mm-hmm. technically the guy's fault, but it's her mother's but. fault for drinking the elixir. Yes. But anyway, yes. <laughs> it's that's it's kind of the same thing where they're like, oh, well, we don't know it, so we're scared of it, so we need to get rid of it. Yeah. And that's what's happening here. Yes. And so, like, that's why I wrote the whole small-minded thing, because that that's just, like, it's the same wording for how they reacted to Alphabet. Because Fiero's like, oh, they're so small-minded, they'll believe anything. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that's his reaction okay. to how they're going to go after Alphabet, and that's what my reaction was to them when they're going to go after the Beast, because okay. I'm like, why? <laughs> I, I will say the difference between Alphaba though, and the Beast is that... Alphaba is just the color of her skin, and the beast yeah. actually has like fangs and horns, it's true. and duh, he looks like a beast. Otherwise, Alphaba is, is just her skin color. Well, and then some of the actions that Alphaba takes to try and save people, mm-hmm. too, because she does turn the scarecrow into a scarecrow. Uh, yeah, that's true. But she's really just trying to save to him save from him. dying. But people don't realize <laughs> exactly. That. Yeah, they don't that's know the why she did it, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, that's so cruel." But like, yeah. She's not trying to hurt people. She's not actually trying to hurt people. She's just trying to save the people she cares about. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just how she knows how to do it. Exactly. She hasn't figured out exactly what she could do, but she's like, maybe if he doesn't have any mm-hmm. blood or anything. Yeah, maybe if I try this, it'll save him. Yeah, but it doesn't work. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so... That, so, I guess that was my little yeah. tone. So, so we're basically to the song now. Yes. The song where they're like going to kill the beast. I love yes. this song. Um, yes, it's fantastic. I had, I had a really, and this version of it is better than the animated one. Anyway, keep going. I had a really random thought earlier today, actually, at work. Okay. Cause I was thinking about, um, the song from Twisted called Twisted, yes. where it's all the villains coming in and whatnot. And I realized as I was thinking about that song earlier today that that song has a similar rhythm to this one. Mm-hmm. 
And I I just never noticed before. It does. It's just slower. It yeah, it's like slightly slower and yeah. whatnot, but I was just kinda like, oh. Yeah. 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 I get that. Anyways, this okay. song, like the the <laughs> opening especially, is just Gaston convincing all this uh, like everyone that they need to go kill the yeah. beast. Yeah. And even the women come along with this. I know. I was like, Whoa. Which I don't think that happens in the anime. It doesn't. Ones. Yeah. We talked about it. Yeah. I was kind of like, right. oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't happen in the animated one. So yeah. it's definitely a game changer, I guess, for this movie. Yeah, definitely. I would say, and it kind of begs the question, why did they let the women join in this movie? But it also makes sense later on. Yeah. Just because of how everything ends. Mm-hmm. I would say the asylum director locks Belle and Maurice in the carriage. Actually locks them up. Oh, yes. With a lock. Yep. Because they were in there, but they weren't locked up. Yeah. Ooh, a really good line from the song, from this version of the song, is LeFou singing, there's a beast running wild, there's yeah. no question, but I fear the wrong monster's release. Yeah, I wrote that. Did you? But you yes. skipped my thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, we'll come back. Because, yeah. Because in, in both versions, like, okay, so the song is different in both movies, but it's similar enough that it's recognizable as the same song. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's it's the same it's, song, just slightly Yeah, different. they changed the lyrics. Um, <laughs> uh, so it, in both of them, they have this line where it's screw your courage to the sticking place, which I commented on in the animated one, um, how it's a Shakespeare line from Macbeth, uh, which I never read. But the problem I have with it, again, is merely the fact that that they wouldn't be speaking that way mm-hmm. because there's no quoting Shakespeare at yep. this point in time because Shakespeare is either alive or just recently dead yes. at this point in time. Yeah, so and he's not popular. Exactly, at the moment. he doesn't become popular until after he's been dead for a while. Yep. Like guys, <laughs> guys, Shakespeare would not be here. Just like they wouldn't have read Romeo and Juliet. That's yep. not a thing that would have happened. <laughs> yep, but it's fine. It's I'm fine. not complaining. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but yeah, onto the yes, Lefou's comments. Yes. Uh, do you want me to say mine? Because mine's shorter. You can, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just said that LeFou, like, this specific line, the there's a, a beast running wild, there's no question, mm-hmm. but I fear the wrong monster's release. LeFou is very clearly starting to see Gaston as a monster by how he sings the line, specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always find that part just fascinating. Cause yes. It's just watching the gears turn mm-hmm. in LeFou's head and as it, this progresses. And it definitely, like, the gears really start turning when... In the tavern. In the tavern, when LeFou's yep. just kind of like, you know, we could always go back. Yep. Uh, but this is definitely where it's like, oh, they're really turning now. Yeah, you're like, okay, LeFou's kind of not 100% on guest on side anymore. Yeah. So, I love that. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, yeah, and so my, my comment goes definitely goes along with it. I said LeFou knows who the true monster is. Or at least he doesn't want Gaston running around crazy with these ideas of his and making his potential future family, who already want nothing to do with him, hate him even more. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, obviously, not going to be his future family. No. Never going to happen. Because both Maurice and Belle don't want that to happen. Exactly. But it was just kind of like, LeFou is realizing who Gaston really is, despite yeah. already having spent all this time with him. Yeah. It's just something about what's been going on lately has been making Gaston more and more of a monster. Yep. And LeFou's finally starting to see it. 
100%. So it's kind of like, okay. Way to go, LeFou, for being intelligent. (laughs) (laughs) So there's the whole thing with Gaston, you know, looking at the mirror and saying, show me the castle. And I was kind of like, as if that's going to lead you right to the castle, Gaston. Yeah. However, this movie cleared this part up because in the animated movie it made no sense that mm-hmm. they figured out nope. how to get to the castle because it just shows them the castle exactly <laughs> but in this one it's kind of like okay show me the castle and you just see an image of the castle and it's kind of like eh, okay mm-hmm. however maurice did take them yeah. most of the way there yeah before gaston and lefou tied him up yeah so it's not like gaston and lefou don't know the way yeah they know which way maurice was like oh this is the mm-hmm. way you go yeah he was kind of like oh we go that way yeah. and so they can figure it out from there exactly so i'm really glad that they cleared that up yeah. for us me too because yeah it makes no sense in the animated one but it's fine whatever yes Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> yep. So my comment is... Oh yeah, because I think Belle's coming back, sorry. Yeah, I was saying, because you mentioned Belle, so... But my comment is, the servants are having a good time enjoying themselves when they hear a horse whinny, only to find out that it's invaders. And so they're just kind of like, man, the barricades, hold fast. And it's like, okay, they've definitely prepared for this before. Yes. But I also wonder how long it's been since they've had to do it. Probably a long time, or probably never. I think it's happened before. Well, I don't think so. I think they just have maybe a plan not. in they, place. Yeah, they may have just had a plan. Because I place, feel like right. that's what most castles do. They like know what they're going to do. Yeah, in it's, an instance like that, it's kind of like uh, when schools have fire drills or, yeah. or tornado drills yeah. or something. You okay. like practice or at least have an idea of have what you would idea. do. Yeah, yeah. Even if you don't practice it, yeah. Which but you should. But that's true. It doesn't always happen. That's also true. <laughs> <laughs> What I wrote, just the beginning of my comment, is that the castle staff rallied to fight the invaders. And then it goes back to... Back to Belle, which I'm almost there. Yeah. We just have that much. Yeah. When you... Okay, so they actually say man the barricades in the movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I guess I just never paid attention to that, but that makes me think of Lamez. Yes. Which I think is entertaining because... That's not a battle that they win. <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> um, so, yay. But also, this wasn't going to be a battle that they win either. No. So it's definitely kind of parallel, even if that wasn't on purpose. Yeah. So I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. So the the harps, harpsichord comes up and just kind of like move aside as they're trying to block the door, yeah. barricade the door, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it was like, he just kind of leans himself up against the door. And I was like, I don't... I how well that works harpsichords are heavy i know i feel like that might work <laughs> except my my only my only thing though is the fact that his heavier portion was on top yeah and his weak like his less heavy portion was on bottom yeah that's i was kind of like yeah. well like i i could see it working but i also don't see it working i agree because if the heavier part were on bottom it would be harder to move him yes but if the heavier part is on the door, it might be harder to open the door. Yeah, I would say that's the thing. But so, my my other thing about the heavier part being on the door as well is the fact that if he, for some reason, loses his balance, then, you know, there he goes. <laughs> yep. That's <laughs> bye bye. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really... I don't know. Yeah. I would say another thing... You know, it says, man, the barricades hold fast. And in the animated version, you know, they're throwing a whole bunch of furniture in front of the door. But in this one, it's just... It's all them. It's those few servants. And it's like, what's that going to do? Literally nothing. But also their castle has, like, no furniture. But also their castle doors have locks, which we saw earlier in the movie. Yes. 
So I'm confused. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't seem like they used the locks. I don't think they used them at all. <laughs> yeah, they used them for when Belle tried to escape earlier, and that yeah. was it. Yeah, and they didn't lock the doggy door. <laughs> yeah, which I, I don't know if the doggy door has a lock. I don't think the doggy door would have existed. <laughs> that too. I don't see what would have existed either. But <laughs> there. Uh, my last comment about the song is we're 50 strong and 50 Frenchmen can't be wrong and I was kind of like it looks like there's way more than more of y'all than just 50 because it was a lot of them like Like, for the the villagers yeah Hmm. for the villagers Mm -hmm. there were a lot of them 50 Frenchmen have been wrong in the past yes just saying all those French revolutions that have happened yep 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 there's a million of them Mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of them failed there was like one that was successful, mm-hmm. and I think all all the rest of them failed. And the one that Les Mis is about is one that failed, and it's the June Rebellion. Yep. So, uh-huh. <laughs> problems with that. Yeah, because the French don't tend to win those. <laughs> no, definitely. <laughs> but this was one that they were very clearly going to win just by sheer mm-hmm. number. Yeah, or that they could have potentially yes. win. Yeah. Well, I feel like they would have won if they had all kept fighting. That's what I'm thinking. I think that they... Okay. Oh, well... Uh, I'm trying to remember why they stopped fighting and ran away. Was Because they ran away. They do ran, run away. Yeah. And it, I think it's because they're reacting to both the fact that they're terrified of all the living yes. inanimate okay, objects. Okay, that makes sense. But also because the, some of them are actually getting beat up mm-hmm. <laughs> by the inanimate objects. Yep. <laughs> And so they they run away from for that because they're not totally committed to Gaston's vengeance. Yes, against the beast. <laughs> I I just I just had a random thought that I didn't even think of until now. Mm-hmm. We're not quite there yet, but I feel like if I don't say it now, then we're not gonna get there. Okay. Say it now. So uh, during the fighting, LeFou basically joins the side of Belle yeah. and the beast. What happened to LeFou once the fighting stopped? Where'd he go? Did he leave too? Because I don't think you see him for the rest of the movie. I don't think you do either, but I have... No, wait, you see him at the very, very end. But otherwise, for the rest of that like fighting scene, you don't see him. I honestly wouldn't have been surprised if he stayed at the castle. Yeah, me neither. Because he did kind of get that little kinship with Mrs. Potts. Yes. And I feel like she would have been like, yeah, you can stay. Like, that's fine. Oh, definitely. Um, and I don't think Belle would have been like, no, because you were friends with Gaston. Well, I think, <laughs> I think also because... Uh, all of the town folk were running away. Yeah. I think he would have just like been there and been like, oh, okay, bye. Right. Yeah, potentially. So I don't... You don't see him for the rest of the scene, yeah, though. Yeah, you really don't. So I don't know where he went. Nope, we have no clue what happens to him. Yeah. Oh. Okay. That is very interesting. Yeah. Never really thought about that. I didn't think about it until just now. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Anyways, back to where we were. Yeah. Uh, which is back to Maurice and Belle. Yes. Yep. Yep. And that's my comment. Yes. <laughs> so um, Belle lets her father know that she was... Well, because her father thinks that she escaped. Yeah. He's thinks like, that oh, she ran you away. escaped. And she's yeah. like, actually, he let me go. And then she also tells him about how she got to see her childhood home. And like she knows what happened to her mother. And mm-hmm. that she really needs to help the beast. But in the scene where she... Well, in the, not in the scene. It's the same scene. But in the part <laughs> where she's telling him about how she like got to go visit their home mm-hmm. and find out what happened to her mother, she hands him the little rattle. Yeah. And it's cute. And he's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I haven't seen this in years. Or yeah. whatever he says. And you're like... Yeah, it's because you left it. 
Like, obviously, you wouldn't have seen it if you left it. (laughs) So, (laughs) I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. But um, then she tells him, like, also, we need to get out of here so that I can help save the beast because Mm -hmm. he's in danger and he's actually not a bad person. He's not dangerous. Yeah. And she very easily convinces her father of that. I would say, I mean, it's also, it's also just the fact that they don't belong in that carriage. Yeah. So it's also just like, let's, let's get out. It's true. <laughs> Please help. It's me. true. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. I just, I still think it's really funny how quickly though, and how easily it is, mm-hmm. for, or easy, I guess it is for her to convince her father that the beast isn't the I think scary bad person. I think it's because he trusts her. Probably. But, I mean, it would still be a little but iffy. also, there's <laughs> the whole thing with Rattle. Yeah. Because it's oh, like... Yeah, oh, yeah, because she actually got to go to Paris. Yeah, because she got it. to go. And, and so, he's like, you didn't do that with me. <laughs> no, yeah. But uh, my one thing about, like, she brings it out of, I assume, her pocket and her dress. And I was kind of like, is that historically accurate at this point? No, there were no pockets. Are you sure? Because I know at some point they had pockets and dresses. And then they got rid of them in, like, the early 1900s or something. Yeah, okay, yeah. Her dress, I don't know. <laughs> historically. I don't know if there were pockets and dresses at that time either, though. Yeah. Because I never really did the fashion stuff. I, I didn't either, ever. But I've seen bits and pieces here and there. So I don't know what type of clothing really would have had Although, pockets. I would say, I think it's more the like the big poofy dresses that had pockets and... Their style of clothing is too narrow, I feel. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because this isn't the time period where they would have had the really big poofy dresses. Yeah. But, I mean, even... Because like, we said that this was what? Like, late, late 1500s? Early oh, I thought 16. we were saying 17. Because uh, Shakespeare was the 1500s-ish. Oh, that's right. But uh, my thought on that is that even in the 1800s, that's when uh, Jane Austen was writing. Mm-hmm. And they had their nice chill dresses that aren't poofy. My question really is, when did the poofy dresses happen? <laughs> I, I don't know. Because <laughs> I really don't think they happened here either. I know that they happened in history. Oh, definitely. Um, I, I just don't know when. Maybe it was just a royalty thing? It could have been. Definitely. My other thing about the rattle was just kind of like, why does she have it with her? But at the same time, I was like, okay, it reminds her of her mother. And obviously, she would want to keep that close since she doesn't really know anything about her mother anyways. Yeah, that's true. So it's kind of like, okay, I see why she has it. Yeah, it kind of makes sense that she would have it with her. Yeah. And I mean, if she did have a pocket, it was probably in the same pocket that she had the mirror in. Oh, definitely. Wherever the mirror was, because she definitely rode a horse back to the village. So I feel like she (laughs) must have had some sort of pocket. Potentially. Or like a some kind of bag or whatever that went under her dress. Oh, under her Because I know that that was a thing that people did at some point. Yeah. I was saying, and that's kind of what I mean by those were the pocket pockets as well. Yeah. So obviously her father's like, okay, yeah, let's get out of this carriage. And he's like, oh, I need something that's like small and thin mm-hmm. and like I, something that I can use to pick a lock. And she automatically hands him yeah. like the pin from her hair. And he's like, yeah, yep, that'll work. Yep. <laughs> Um, and so he easily and quickly picks the lock and they get out and he's supposed to like distract the like asylum dude yeah, who's like staking out their carriage. <laughs> um, yeah, I was saying we're not quite that okay. part yet. Okay. We, we have some in between scenes. Oh, or oh, we do. You're scene. right. Okay. But that does go along with it. It'll happen later. It'll it's happen. Fine. But we'll you already there. know what happens. We'll get there. So. <laughs> 
Um, so back at the castle, they're all trying to uh, knock in the door and whatnot, and yeah. they wind up getting one of the whatevers. Yeah. And, like, through the doggy door. Yes. And I was kind of like, why didn't they just start climbing through there? But maybe they got it stuck in there so they couldn't get through there? That's possible. Otherwise, I would have been like, door, right there. <laughs> right. Let's go. Right? And it's small enough for us. We can fit yeah, through it. Can just go like, through let's it. just climb through that door. So, they're, uh, you know, all the servants are kind of like, oh, hey, wait, have an idea. Like, back away from the door. Let them just come in. And then... You know, Gaston and LeFou are kind of the first people in, and LeFou's like, are you not the least bit concerned that this castle might be haunted? <laughs> and I was like, haunted? Haunted by what? <laughs> it's already been determined that there's a beast there. Yeah, that's true. I don't... Did, did they think that there would be, like, ghosts? <laughs> yes, I don't know. Spirits? Evil spirits? I, I mean, know. the castle does look like it's crumbling, yeah. so... It, you know. It's been crumbling. We know that. Yeah, so. definitely. I just mentioned how I love how Ms. Potts and Chip are just so innocently oh, right. placed in right, plain right, sight. Right. Just right there. Um, and I also wondered how Chip managed to stay so quiet and still while LeFou was like taunting them, basically. <laughs> yeah. And whatnot. And then, of course, he calls... Uh, he's kind of like, oh, you must be the talking teacup. Oh, and this must be your grandmother. Oh, yeah. And that's what his grandmother. Like, grandmother! Yeah. Attack! She's all upset. <laughs> um, so then, that, yeah. um, I, I wrote that, like, the, the, they began fighting the castle staff. Yeah. And, um, LeFou asks Gaston for help. <laughs> and G- Gaston literally refuses and he's like, I'm sorry, old friend, it's hero time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, that's just one more of those moments mm-hmm. where we see LeFou going, okay, dude. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's what, uh. It's the turning point. It's the turning him. point. Yeah. It's when um, LeFou goes, okay, I can't yeah. be on your side anymore. Um, but I was like, but they've been friends for so long and it's kind of ridiculous that he like refused to help his supposed <laughs> best yeah. friend. Like, what? I'm sorry. I was saying, that's <laughs> a really interesting point too, is that we don't necessarily know how long they've been friends. It's true. But it's obvious they've been friends for a while yes yes and so there's obviously something that's just changed about gaston yeah. in the past year or whatever you know yeah. that is kind of now making its way out exactly. to where lefou is kind of like oh I, I this isn't who you were i don't know if i like this version of you yes like just stuff like that Okay, so I, as I was watching the scene. Yes! Yeah. Yes, yes, yes! You're on my side now! I, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. I told you it was true. I still don't really believe it. I know, but you're a little bit more on my side I'm, now, I'm happy about this. I'm not necessarily on your side. I'm just more inclined to believe it. Okay, go ahead. But I said, I'm inclined to believe that the castle is alive in some way, shape, or form. I don't really believe it, but I'm inclined. Uh, partly because of the gold just falling down from the ceiling to complete Belle's dress just before the ball, and partly because the lanterns outside just attack some of the town folk. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I th- also, I think that... <sighs> I'm sorry. I was thinking, the castle being alive, we're really, we're watching the castle just get destroyed throughout the movie. That's such a... Oh. It's sad, isn't it? Uh, sad wasn't the word I was looking for. Painful? Mm. <laughs> Not painful? What are you it's, thinking? It's closer to painful than sad. <laughs> I don't know what word I'm looking for, I'm though. I'm not sure what word you're looking for. I don't either. know either. Um, I think that 
Another thing that could potentially have resulted from the castle being alive, because like we already talked about how it's very unlikely they would have had the doggy door. Yeah. I feel like that might have developed when they all got cursed. But I'm not really sure why or why it would have even existed in the first place. Yeah, I really don't know. Because, like, I understand they had a dog, but, like, lots of people had dogs and they did not have doggy doors. Those were not invented until, like, very recently. They had servants to open doors. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, it's just not realistic at all to have that in general. I think the doggy door was purely there for the one scene when Belle runs away. Yeah, it's stupid. I think that's the only reason it was there. (laughs) It shouldn't be there. So, yeah, so Belle and her father... I already said this, but they get out of the carriage. Yep. Because the lock has been picked. And her father um, goes and distracts the asylum dude. Yep. While Belle is like, I gotta go. And she's like, deuces and leaves to go save mm-hmm. the beast, basically. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I just had a little question. I was just kind of like, why did the asylum director just keep them there in the middle of town instead of taking them to the asylum? But also, I think he would have needed stronger people to help wrestle them into the asylum. Yeah. So, but also, why didn't he just go help fight? Because you would have thought that, oh, they wouldn't be able to get out. So why is he standing guard? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't understand any of those questions. I I don't. I mean, I understand why you're asking them, but Yeah, but I I don't know what the answers would be. Exactly. Because I never really gave it that much thought. And it was just like, oh, yeah, it makes sense that he's guarding them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But when you really think about it, why is he guarding them? Well, it's the same as, like, if there were guards at a prison. Yeah, but that's different. This is a carriage. He could have just driven them elsewhere. I mean, that's true. (laughs) Yeah. Also, this is the scene where Belle takes off her gown. And so she's just in her undergarments now. Yeah. Okay. My question. Uh Uh-huh. She takes the whole thing off? The gown. The yellow gown. The gold whatever gown. So what? So she's wearing... under? It's like white. Oh. It's white. So she's just wearing the slip. Yeah, she's wearing like the slip and whatnot. Okay. Slips were a lot more modest back then, so that's fine. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. My question has not... <laughs> I mean, it has been answered. It doesn't even yeah. exist, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said undergarments, but... <laughs> I was like, um... <laughs> like, she's wearing her what? <laughs> yeah, no, her she wear, she's wearing, like, the slip. I mean, technically, that is the undergarment. Yeah. yeah. So you're not wrong. Yes. Yes. Okay, we're... Yeah. I Back have, at the castle. Yep. Um, I have a little bit before your Yes, comments. you do, because I did not write about Plumet. I did. But Plumet starts attacking LeFou uh, when we next see them, because LeFou is like just like getting up from after Gaston has used him as a shield and whatnot. Yeah. So she's, uh, you know, fighting him and whatnot. And she says, No one to protect you now, huh? And I was kind of like, Plumet, have you met him before? She's so mean. <laughs> I just, I was very just curious as to like, have you met him before? No, definitely not. Because why else would she say, No one to protect you now, huh? Yeah. So that confused me. Would confuse me too if I had paid attention to it. Yeah. <laughs> but I did not. <laughs> yeah. And then also just Chip fighting. I don't understand why Chip was there fighting. Why are you letting a child fight? Yes. Very good question. I don't get it. I don't get it either. He should be in his little bedroom cupboard. Hiding. Yeah. <laughs> By himself. Because he has his own little room. <laughs> yeah. And then Cogsworth was like up top on the balcony, like just kind of like overseeing the fight and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then he like sends books off to... <laughs> Uh, to go attack, and I was kind of like, 
was Kong's birth control of them somehow making them fly? <laughs> or, like, were they alive themselves? Or or the bookshelves? I, did, I didn't see the bookshelves. I just saw the books. Yeah, I don't they were know. They were books on tables, so... None of it makes sense. It doesn't make sense, guys. Goes back to the whole who's alive and who's not. Uh-huh. Um, and then the wardrobe transformed the three third-rate musketeers, uh, like, just dressed them up in women's clothing with wigs and makeup and all that. And, like, the third one, like, turns around and smiles and just kind of like, oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and that's another one of those things that people who watched this movie hated. Because it was that whole, like, oh, LeFou's It's true. Gay and well, it's one of them. One of them. Because there's another one. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> but I, like, I personally really liked it, just for the I did too. little well, ha-ha it, factor. The thing is, it happens in the original one, too. It does. With the third one being like, oh, thanks? I don't remember that. But I'm much... I don't think he's as opposed to it. I don't know. I don't remember. I really don't. But it definitely happens in the animated one, at least with them getting dressed up yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm remembering that now. All I remember, though, is them just running away screaming. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't remember a lot from that one, because it's really not my favorite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is the one I watched most. Yeah. If you couldn't tell from our episodes about the animated one. <laughs> um, but then... Uh, Mrs. Potts, like you said, she gets all distracted mm-hmm. and she falls because of Mr. Potts. So she's all distracted by him and she falls mm-hmm. and like you're all worried about her. But then LeFou is just there and he catches her mm-hmm. and saves her. And she's like shocked that he helped her. And uh, they have this little exchange. <laughs> I would say like they, uh, I mean, like the villagers, town folk, whatever, come to attack them. Yeah. They like fight, it's help true. fight. It's true. Not. Yeah. And then they have their little, like, exchange. Or yeah, because she's like, you're helping us? Yeah, basically. And he's like, well, I used to be on Gaston's side, but we're so in a bad place right now. And her response is literally, you're too good for him. Um, yeah. You're too good for him anyway. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. yeah. And they, uh, like, it's definitely not the team up that you would expect, but it is one that you love. Mm-hmm. Oh, Definitely. When yeah. it happens, so <laughs> yes, it's pretty great. Uh, then and then the next little thing is, I I just questioned. I was like, how did the harpsichord know that he can shoot his keys out like bullets? Yeah, you can't shoot your teeth out. Like <sighs> I I can appreciate the fact that they did this, but That's I don't. The part that gives me so much pain. I'm sorry. I would say I can I can appreciate the fact that they did this, but I don't think it's realistic in the sense that you can't just take your teeth out. Nope. Especially not from the instrument. Um, yeah. I, it just goes back to the part where mm-hmm. I... Oh, it's just so painful. Because when he transforms back into a human, he literally has mm-hmm. no teeth. That's also his own fault, though. So I mean, yeah, but I feel like that shouldn't have happened. No, that's what I'm saying, basically. Oh, I have one more question. Yes. Where did Lumiere get the gunpowder from? I don't know. I don't know either. I guess they just have it. Yeah. I guess so, too. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't understand the gunpowder thing, either. Yeah. Unless they have it... Yeah, they could have it stored somewhere. I was saying, they might just have like it Like in an armory or something? Yeah. Because there was probably an armory there. Probably. 
But we, our our comments are the are next. basically the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, mine's just longer than yours. Yeah, my 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 next comment was just Agatha just walks calmly in. <laughs> yeah. That was it. That was the whole comment. I was like, oh, there's Agatha. Mine says uh, Agatha walks into the castle even with all the fighting around her, and Belle arrives to the castle as everyone is running away. Yep. So she's like, oh, okay. So when Gaston. Uh, finally finds the beast. Yes. He says, hello, beast. I'm Gaston. Belle sends me. And I was just kind of like, what an introduction. Yeah, and it's not like the beast is going to know that Belle didn't send no, him. No, so definitely he's, not. He's sitting here like, oh, I thought differently about our yeah. relationship, but actually she yeah. doesn't like me. But also, I think the the other question is also, has Belle told adam about gaston at all i feel like she probably hasn't aside from that one little comment that she made to him while they were reading that one book together where she's like oh yeah they don't understand me either and he's like oh yeah Hmm. i get that they just kind of were on each other's same page there yeah but i don't think a lot was said i would say yeah i don't think she's ever actually mentioned i don't think so either so he's probably like Okay. So it's, so it's just, you know, this random guy who's like, I'm Gaston. Yeah. Belle sent me. And it's, it's a huge like, letdown. Who are you? Yeah. It's a huge letdown for him. Yeah. So Gaston shoots the beast, meaning yes. that he's now wounded. Yes. Uh, and then Gaston, I guess, reaches for, I don't even know what he's reaching for, like arrows or something for like, yeah, the, uh, for his quiver. Yeah. Or from his quiver. For, yeah, from his uh, quiver. His, for uh, his crossbow? Yes. Yes. That's what it's called. Uh, and so Belle, you know, stole Gaston's arrows and breaks them in half, asking where the beast is. And then Gaston states that when, when they return to the village, Belle will marry him and that the beast's head will hang on their wall. And I was like, that's horrifying to have the beast's head hang on your wall. Yeah. That's horrifying. Yeah. And he's not even like offering it anymore. He's just like, no, this is going to happen. Belle. He's telling her. Yeah. And the town folk will just go along with it. Oh, 100%. 100%. So, like, I mean, just like LeFou was singing in the song, the monster really is starting to truly show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's definitely Gaston. Yes. <laughs> so the castle is crumbling beneath them um, while Gaston is trying so hard to kill the beast. <laughs> yes. So Belle starts talking to the beast. And because she does that and he's distracted, he's like, oh my gosh, she came back. She actually does care about me. Because, yeah. like, when he met Gaston and Gaston shoots him, he's obviously going to be like, oh, mm-hmm. she doesn't care yeah. about me. She actually Definitely. wants me dead. But then she shows up and he's like, wait, I'm very confused. Yeah, Because like, <laughs> I would be confused. Yeah, I would be confused, too. This random guy comes up and is like, oh, Belle sent me and then shoots me. Yeah. Like, I'm not really sure I like her anymore. Yeah. But then she shows up and you're like... Wait, what? No, she's talking to me like we're friends still. Yeah, because he he was very you know excited to see her. Like he lit up. Yeah, he's like Belle, one hundred percent. Like oh my god. Yeah. So I think maybe in that moment he did kind of realize like okay, so this guy definitely wasn't sent by her if she showed up again. Yeah, I think definitely, definitely. Because to me that was definitely a moment of uh, like oh he was lying. Yeah, (laughs) just like no. So, um, because she starts talking to him, though, Gaston has the chance to get to the beast again Mm -hmm. to fight him more throughout his attempt to kill the beast. Yes. Which is awful. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, so the castle is crumbling as this yep. chase fight ensues, whatever. Uh, which kind of really isn't helping by them jumping all over the castle. No, 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 no. <laughs> but there's also this one part where Gaston just breaks off part of the castle, and I was like, how? The castle is crumbling, sure, but yeah. how were you able to break off that one piece? It's to- very strong. Okay. <laughs> no, no, that's all I have for you. I know. He's very strong. He's very strong. <laughs> this is Disney. Yes. It's also very much a Disney movie. Yeah. I, th- I think, though, the castle crumbling is probably what really helped him do that. Like, the castle oh, was yeah. like, you want to take this piece of me? Okay. Yeah, because it's already weak. Definitely. Um, yes. With the curse and everything. Yes. I think potentially with the end of the curse, if it were to just complete and he wasn't able to get someone to fall in love with him, mm-hmm. the castle would have just crumbled. Oh, that's, that's my end, thought, too. Which, that's crazy. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's a lot to crumble mm-hmm. that quickly. But, yeah. So, finally, because Belle is there and mm-hmm. all that, he does start to see himself as not a monster anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and he tells Gaston that he's not a beast. Yeah, and you have to realize, because he does say, I am not a beast. Yeah. This is when he's holding Gaston over the yeah. side of the castle. Yep. <laughs> like, you could drop him yep. right then and Very there. easily could kill Gaston. Yes. But he doesn't. Because he recognizes that he's not that person and he's not a monster. And yeah. he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, I have morals and values and that's just not who I am and it's not going to happen. Yeah, my comment on this was, this is definitely a self-realization point for mm-hmm. Adam. He's holding Gaston over the side of the tower and has the option to drop Gaston, effectively yeah. killing him. Or to bring him back to safety. Yeah. Adam decides that he is not a beast and will not kill Gaston in that way. I'm sure in part because Belle is there watching, but yeah. probably also because Belle is a bit of a vo- of his voice of reason. For sure. Yeah. Because obviously, like, Belle's going to be upset if he does drop Gaston to his death. Yes. Because uh, even though she doesn't like Gaston, yeah. it's still, it's just like, that's not right. Yeah, it's the whole moral Yeah, the moral thing. Of it. Because, like, once you kill someone... Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of heavy. That's on your conscience. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So he just kind of places him, but not yeah. kindly. Yeah. He, he he puts him down, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. "Leave. Exactly. Get out of here." He's all angry with him and stuff, yep. and so he's like, "Whatever." And then he turns back to Belle because, uh-huh. like, that's his his actual yeah. focus. He's like, "She's here. I'm here. I'm not actually a monster, and yeah. I'm like not the monster that I always thought I was, and stuff yeah. like." This will actually work out. And I made I made a little comment. I was just kind of like, uh, Gaston just runs once Adam yep. lets him go. Yep. To get All, his gun. <laughs> only to retrieve his gun and yep. shoot Adam not once, effectively making the castle crumble faster, specifically beneath Gaston himself, but twice. Yes, two times. Yeah. Um, I wrote, Gaston shoots the beast, Adam, two more times mm-hmm. because he now knows that Belle has chosen the beast. And not him. And is very jealous because, you know, green-eyed monster and all that. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but it's only after Adam has fallen that Gaston realizes that the bridge beneath him is crumbling faster than he can react, and he ends up falling to his death anyways. Yep. Bye-bye, Gaston. Bye, Gaston. Which is different from the animated one, because in that one, Gaston's, like, using his knife to try and, like, 
climb the beast. Yeah, and it's raining mm-hmm. in that movie. It wasn't raining on this one. Nope. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. Um, but he was trying to climb the beast with his Yeah, mind. he was trying to like, climb the tower or something. <laughs> and or... then he just kind of falls because he loses his balance because like when he stabs the beast, the beast roars backwards in pain. Oh, that's right. And that's when Gaston falls. So both that's of his right. deaths are accidental. Yes. Um, but this one is very specifically just Gaston's fault. Yes. The other one can kind of be attributed to Adam mm-hmm. because he did rear backwards. Yes. Um, but it's not like he was intending to kill Gaston. Uh, so that happens. Gaston is gone. We don't have to see him ever again. Mm-hmm. He's out of the picture. Yep. Um, and so the beast. I was saying, yeah. So you know, the Adam is dying yes. basically, and he's yeah, he's got all those bullet shots. Yeah, and <laughs> Belle is there next to him, and he's like, "You came back," and she's like, "Of course I came back." Yeah. And I was kind of like, "Okay." Belle obviously cares for him. Well, very clearly. And it was like, okay, romantic or platonic. So. Oh. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> He does that to me. What the heck? It's my hair. I know. He does that to me. (laughs) My cats don't attack my hair unless it's in braids. (laughs) Understood. He does that too. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to have so much to cut out of this. I'm just going to start this part over. Yes. (laughs) So, uh... So Adam is dying, and you know, and Belle's right there next to him, and he's like, oh, you came back. And she's like, of course I came back. And I was kind of like, okay, Belle very obviously cares for mm-hmm. him. And I was, but my thing was, like, is this romantic or platonic? Because it could go either way, but knowing the story and knowing Disney, it's romantic. It's definitely romantic. Definitely romantic. And I don't know if you made this comment. Nope. Nope, you didn't. Um, But Belle literally tells him that she's never going to leave him again. Oh, yes. And um, then you have this same Yeah. But he he does, like, appear to die as the last petal in the rose falls. So you're kind of sitting there like, well, she didn't say it, and he's dead, so... Yeah, I was saying, because he does die. (laughs) It didn't work out. I guess they're all cursed forever. And you do watch everyone in the castle slowly become Mm -hmm. an actual inanimate object. Mrs. Potts loses her face and Before we start talking about that, though, I I did have a question of, like, was it always supposed to be this way? Was he always supposed to die when the last petal falls? I don't know either because that's not how it is in the original one. He doesn't like die, die. He's like dying. Well, dying, yes. I would say, and I think because I've seen the original much more than I've seen this one. Like I always thought that okay, all the animated objects stay inanimate. Yeah, and you know he would just live out the rest of his days as a beast, which I think might be part of the curse actually in the original. Yeah. Um, but in this one, it's hard to say what would have happened. That's true, when the curse ends. Yeah, because in this movie, the castle's crumbling. Yeah. And so you would think that by the time the last petal falls, it just crumbles. Yes. Just all of it. in the rubble. Um, or at least, like, ruins. Yes. Yes, like, very much ruins. Um, and so then the question is just what would have happened to Adam? Would he have stayed a beast? Would he have, would he have died? Would he have gone fully into, what movie am I thinking of? Uh, sorry. <laughs> I think it's some movie. Oh, it's Brave. Oh yeah, I don't Brave. know. Brave. Like oh, the bears? Yeah, the bears. Yeah. Where, uh, he would have like reverted into acting like a beast of some sort. 
kind of like in Brave, how the mom goes into just act, being a bear, basically. Yeah. So I think they're. I don't know that one very well, so I can't really talk to you about it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> how dare you? I like, wasn't allowed to watch it. <laughs> you weren't? Nope. What? <laughs> My mom did not like that one. Why? Don't know. <laughs> Probably because of the nudity of the three little brothers. <laughs> <laughs> They're kids. It's I know, fine. and it's an animated movie. It's animated. <laughs> Come on, it's it's Disney, Pixar, whatever. Yeah, but she didn't like it, so we didn't ever get it. And I watched it like once, I think. Yeah, you should. I would say it's it's one of those movies I can watch every couple of years. I can't watch it all the time. Though. I have movies like that. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, Bella's crying over him. Um, obviously. Yeah. I was very sad. Yeah. And I uh, personally, I wrote, it's really sad watching this happen actually, because I forgot, it had, I, I forget how sad it is every time. Cause you, you just forget this part a little bit. You're like, oh yeah, I know that that happens, but you don't really realize how sad it is until you're sitting there watching it again. And you're like, oh my gosh. See, here's the thing for me though, because I've only seen this movie Maybe three or four times now. Okay. <laughs> so I forgot about this scene, like, completely. Okay. Until I got here. It's gotta be heartbreaking and, watching yeah. it. That's what I said. <laughs> I said. I said, watching all the servants become completely inanimate is so heartbreaking. <laughs> I was like, ah! Oh! I was like, oh, I wanted to cry. The one part that stresses me ever, uh, out every time, even though I know that it's mm-hmm. fine, mm-hmm. is when Chip turns yes. inanimate of it and yes. he's soaring through the air. He's not even yes. stationary. And then you like see the little coat thing yeah. catch him and then place him see, down and then he turns back into an inanimate object. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he conveniently was allowed to live just a little mm-hmm. bit longer than see, Chip to save I, him. I wrote about all of them. <laughs> I said, yeah, I was like, this is completely heartbreaking. First, it's Plumet and Lumiere's Yeah, arms. that part's so sad. Then it's the wardrobe, followed quickly by her husband, the yeah. harpsichord, and then their dog. And then it's Mrs. Potts, who's rushing in, frantically asking if anyone has seen Chip, yeah. stating that he ran off before she herself just closes her eyes and becomes inanimate and without a face. Yep. And then Chip flies in with the yells of Mama, only to become inanimate as he's falling, but then the coat stand catches him and... Sets him next to Mrs. Potts before he becomes an animate himself. Mm-hmm. And then it's Cogsworth who tells Lumiere, his friend, that it was an honor to serve him. Yeah. And finally, it's Lumiere who says, the honor is mine, before becoming an animate himself. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. I, like, want to cry right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the interesting thing, though, is that for both the harpsichord and for Lumiere, their lights go out yeah. when they become inanimate, yeah. which... Which obviously does signal like their loss yep. of life, <laughs> and the same thing of the castle. Which, <laughs> I don't believe it. It's one more point towards that, though. No, <laughs> yes, it not. is. It is. No, because the castle's lights. Go I refuse. Out. Well, you can't I refuse, refuse fact. I refuse. The castle's lights literally go out. I refuse. Like he's losing his life. I refuse. <laughs> okay, it loses the life inside of it of the servants. You know. You're just denying <laughs> mm-hmm. the reality of the situation. I'm denying it. <laughs> the castle's alive, guys. I, uh, I hate Colleen it. Colleen hates it. I she hate doesn't want to say it, but the castle is it. alive. I said it. No, I know, I know, but you don't want it to actually be alive. I don't want real. it to be alive. I don't like it. Because um, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So Agatha 
walks in mm-hmm. while Belle is like crying over Adam. Yeah. Dead Adam. Um, <laughs> and she hears Belle say that she loves him. Yeah. She says, please come back. I love you. Yeah. And, um, it's funny because in the animated one, Belle literally had to say it like as the petal was falling. Mm hmm. But in this one, Belle definitely says it after I would say, the petal yeah. has fallen. <laughs> and I think it's because Agatha is there. Yes. Yeah. Agatha is, well, I mean, she's obviously the sorceress. Yeah. She's who obviously. put the spell on everything. Yes. So she's kind of like just there to like observe what's happening. I would say she's there to see how Belle mm-hmm. feels about yeah. him. Yeah. And if it's not what she's looking for, then obviously <laughs> she wouldn't have done anything after that. Exactly. But it is clearly what she wants for the beast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's like, okay, cool. Like he actually learned his lesson and stuff. So we're good. So she immediately just fixes the rose. Yeah. I would say she, <laughs> yeah, she definitely like fixes the rose and brings Adam yep. back to and life. And she reverses and... the spell on Adam. Yes. And we, she doesn't reverse the spell on everything else Not yet. yet. But we watch Adam gradually like you know raise up into the air just like it does in the animated film and he turns into his human form which dan stevens looks exactly like the animated prince perfectly he is perfectly the animated prince i've never thought that but i see it (laughs) and uh, every time i see it i'm just like holy heck how did they find the one person who looks like that animated character from years ago (laughs) it blows my mind every time because there could not have been a better casting choice Mm -hmm. for that role um not to mention he has a great voice (laughs) and he's just a great actor (laughs) that's all i'm saying (laughs) but anyway so he he becomes his human prince again Mm -hmm. and bell's like I was like, that, okay, that has always. She's like, who just are you? It's more so in the animated one. Yes, but still in but this one too. She I kind would say, of was like, still, oh. that's why I said, I said, like, in this movie, she still still like searches eyes to make sure it's him and whatnot. Yeah. And I was kind of like, you saw him transform yes. right in front of you. Right? And you're still trying to determine if it's him or like, not. It's very clearly him. Yeah. Honey, honey, it's him. <laughs> you watched I it happen. Know. You watched him be revived. You watched him transform into a human. Mm-hmm. It's him. It's him. <laughs> Come on. Um, and so she obviously eventually realizes it's him. I mean, she realizes it very quickly, but it still his, took her a moment. Because of his eyes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Agatha enacts... Oh, do you have Well, they, they kiss. Well, I, oh, yeah, I have right. stuff that I can mention after okay, this. Yeah. But Belle and Adam kiss, and yes. that's that's when Agatha goes, okay, it's it's love. It's yes. true love. Yeah. And so then, I guess maybe reviving Adam was the trial run. <laughs> to, to see if it really was. Oh, definitely. The thing. Reviving Adam was the first thing. Yeah. Because she sees Belle crying over him, and she's like, let's see what happens. Yeah, she was like, okay, like, this is, is actually a thing. She's like, is this what I'm looking for? Yeah. Yeah. So and maybe... So, so okay, so maybe he wasn't supposed to die the entire time at the end of the course. That's and maybe what he I was, was gonna, just supposed to live it out. Well, that's what I was going to come back to. Oh, okay, partly at um, least. Hello. <laughs> but anyway, 
she she's like okay cool it's real and so then she fixes everyone else Mm -hmm. and the castle she brings every part of the castle that has crumbled back the castle looks very nice yeah and new and like uh, it did before the curse and commenting on the castle being rebuilt the sun comes out and we talked about the whole sun thing and not being able to see it and whatnot. So yeah. I was kind of like, oh, Karen's idea about that was correct. Or at least we could assume it was correct. Yeah. However, going back just a little bit, mm-hmm. at least, about Agatha. Yep. Uh, I was just kind of like, was Agatha always supposed to come back to the castle by the time the last petal fell? I think uh, that was probably her plan. Probably. I mean, she's the only person who's going to know how long the I know, curse is. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying, I was like, even if this whole story with Belle hadn't happened, would she have come back? Like, I, I could see it being like, oh, so you... I think so. Yeah, I feel I think like... either way she would have come back. Yeah. Because, I mean, how is she 100% going to know if someone did show up or not? Mm-hmm, yeah. Unless she's, like, watching true. the curse very close. I would say she could be. That's I mean, true. Agatha is out there living, yeah. like, on her own, whatever. Yeah, that's very possible. She Makes could have her been rounds it. in the village and then does whatever. And her rounds whatever. on the castle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. It's very possible. But mm-hmm. I think that she was always intending to come back right when the curse was ending so she could see whether yeah. he had learned his lesson or yeah. not. And then, like, I, I do wonder, though, just... Was he supposed to die as the last petal fell? And just what would have happened to the castle itself? Yeah. I definitely still wonder about that. I don't think he was supposed to die, but I do also wonder. I don't wonder. know, because... maybe he was supposed to die, and I would say, the castle was just supposed yeah. to disappear. I would say, because it's too much of a coincidence for him to, in this movie, die right as the petal's falling. Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't know. But I'm iffy on it, too, because he did get shot, like, what? I know. Three or four times? <laughs> I know, honestly. That's the thing, too. I'm like, he got shot two or three times. So. So. Maybe it was a coincidence, but maybe it wasn't. I don't don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. Um, But yeah, so the castle gets all repaired and restored and all of that. And then the townsfolk, who were clearly under the enchantment as well. Um, finally start remembering the other people in their families (laughs) that they had clearly forgotten about throughout the entire movie, Um, which makes a lot more sense in this one than in the animated one, because it's easier to believe that a whole castle would be forgotten if the town is under the spell as well, Mm -hmm. versus the alternative of the town just not knowing about it Yeah, when it's that close. (laughs) Yeah. I would say my thing about, like, all the town folk and whatnot, Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, you know, they're, they're all just suddenly there just suddenly back like Mm -hmm. on one hand it doesn't make sense nope but it also does because they were just there maybe they were i don't know waiting to see what happened i doubt it but it it, i don't know but also 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 yes were they really fighting straight into the morning (laughs) like because all of a sudden you know it ends and the sun's out so uh, what? I don't know. I don't know either. All I, I know is it was a very long night. <laughs> it was a very long night. It seemed very short, but it was a very long night. Yeah. Because uh, it went straight from the ball. Yeah. Through all of this. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on how long it takes to get For back to get into back. town. Yeah, and, and then, then to get all to get there. Yeah. And then how long did the fighting really last? So actually, I think it could have just lasted all night. I would say, I think it could have, but I'm not sure. I I don't know. Yeah. Because I could see see it being that, like, 
Say like the ball ended around like midnight. I don't know. Night? <laughs> no, I wouldn't say midnight. I wouldn't either, especially since they only danced to one song. I think I would say like maybe like eight. <laughs> Yeah, or like nine. They at the latest, so like one song. So well, and then they have their discussion on the balcony. So like, let's go with like maybe eight thirty, and then yeah. Belle takes like what, like an hour or two to get back to the town. Okay, so then we're so at maybe like maybe like an hour. I would say maybe nine thirty, and then she has to deal with the whole townspeople thing. So that's like about thirty ish minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so then that goes to like ten ish or so, and then. The townspeople travel to the castle, so that's like they an also hour. have to make sure they have everything that they need. True. So like an hour and a half, maybe. Yeah. So then they're at like eleven thirty, mm-hmm. and then so they're at the castle and they're trying to break in. I feel like maybe the fighting took about an hour. Yeah, I'm not sure. I would say that long, but well, because they were trying to break in at first, so I felt well, like that okay. would take a lot if of time. Well, okay. If you're, I would just include the breaking in part separately. Oh. I always said break in like 15 minutes. Okay. Tops. <laughs> okay. Because, yeah, we'll go with an hour for all of that then. Um, <laughs> yeah. Potentially. Uh, so they have that, and then that's what, like, 12.30? Are we at 12.30 now? I have no idea. I think we're at 12.30 now. <laughs> and then Belle takes her nice solid hour to get out there. Sometime in there, but... <laughs> Sometime in there. But she gets there right as they're finishing. So she gets there around like 1230-ish. Ish. Maybe one. <laughs> as they're um, all running away. This doesn't make sense, though. It doesn't I know. add up. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't add but, up. <laughs> but then there's the whole Gaston and the Beast fighting thing. So that's too Which, like... Which doesn't seem like it takes too long. Like 15 minutes, I would say. Until Belle shows up, maybe? Ish. Maybe? 15? And then like 15 of... more minutes after that? At the most, yeah. And then Belle's all sad, and Agatha walks in, and... <laughs> I would say that would be, like, ten minutes there, if we're being generous. Yeah. But the castle's big. So it definitely takes some time to get up there. Yeah. But she's also an enchantress. Either way, I don't see it ending any early, or any later than, like, 2 a.m. Yeah, same. So I... I it doesn't make sense. Like, I understand the the sun coming out is, a, like, a a good sign, yeah. you know? But it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I can't. I can't rationalize it. I tried. I tried really hard. <laughs> I know. Is You tried. <laughs> I did. It doesn't work. It doesn't. Okay. It doesn't. <laughs> anyway, all of your comments are... Yeah. I mean, I, we can skip that, but oh, okay. <laughs> we can just go to the ball, really. Okay. Because all the servants are alive now. All the town folk remember everything now, basically. Yep. It's still your comment first. Um. So <laughs> I was, I was basically just like, okay, now it makes sense to have a ball. Yes. Because in the anime and movie, it made no sense. Nope. But here it makes sense because they remember yeah, now. And, and they're celebrating the fact that they're all back together. Yes. And like, you know, the town folk have connections to people in the yeah. castle and whatnot. So it's kind of like, okay, we get it. Everything's yep. good again. Let's celebrate. And they have stories to tell. Yes. And um, and I was kind of like, the women are all wearing white. I know very early in the movie, like first scene, I was like, is it was the white for marriage or virginity at this time? And But here... 
I don't know the white. What's the significance here? Just white equals good? Don't ask me. I have no idea. I can't tell you. I don't know the si- d- significance of it. I, d- I don't know either. I just want there to be a significance to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I, I still question Chip's age. I really don't know his age. Yep. Don't ask me. <laughs> and then Maurice gets to paint again. Yay, Maurice. As far as we know, he hasn't painted since Belle was a baby. As far yeah. as we know. Yeah. Because he's true. become an inventor instead of an artist. That's very true. Which, that's an interesting change. It is. I guess. It is definitely an interesting Going change. Going from artist to inventor yeah. instead. Because inventors use a lot of math. Because mm-hmm. they have to make sure their inventions are going to work. Yes. And if they're going to work, they have to be like proportionally accurate and all that. Um, but like painters don't really use that much math. I mean, yeah. I'm sure that they use some math to say, try and make it so that their painting looks right. Yeah, I was saying, I feel like for painters, at least, it's more of just a visual thing yeah. for them instead yeah. of like a and mathematical. Like a feeling too. Yeah, it, yeah, for yeah. painters, it's more visual and feeling yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, how it feels. Inventors, it it's very different. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I'm sure. Um, but my last comment, which is not your last comment. <laughs> it's my second to last comment. It is. So we're almost there. But, um, Belle asks Adam how he would feel about growing a beard. Which kind of made me cringe. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it is a very cringy line. Yes. Um, but I, especially since Adam's response was to growl at her in yes. a playful manner. Well, it also, it, I don't know. It makes me wonder because, like, I know this is a Disney movie mm-hmm. and that they're not trying to show bestiality. Yeah. But it did make me wonder mm-hmm. if they have some scenes that they omitted. Yeah. Where Belle and the Beast might not have necessarily done the dirty. Yeah, but, but like, test and something stuff. there. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I feel say, like would be really weird. I would say, or it could just be that she's always been like attracted to beards, maybe or something. But we don't know. We have no clue about that. We have no clue. But yeah, I was just kind of like Belle. Yeah, Belle. It's a weird line. It's very weird. I don't like it. And like, I get the whole joking aspect of it, but it's just weird. Yes, I understand what they're intending. Yes, but at the same time. I'm also worried that the Disney writers were like, oh, let's just well, throw let's this put in a there. joke here. About bestiality for the mm-hmm. adults. Mm-hmm. And no one really caught on it until. Because they weren't now. focused on this line. They yeah. weren't focused on my next comment. Yeah. Where LeFou accidentally gets paired with uh, that gay third rate yeah. musketeer. Yeah. And, is, uh, and it was kind of like, okay, obviously LeFou and this guy don't really mind being paired. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, they're more focused on the fact that they're inserting, like, gay characters. Yeah, gay propaganda. Instead of this line about how would you feel about growing a beard. Like, I'm sorry, gay bothers you more than bestiality? Right. <laughs> right. I, I feel like we should have more of a problem with the bestiality mm-hmm. aspect of this relationship. I think it was just such a subtle thing, though. It's very subtle. That it, people... I'm, People definitely didn't notice. Honestly, I'm pretty sure no one noticed. Mm-hmm. I'm why 99.9% yeah. sure that no one noticed except for us. Yeah. Right here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because we were going through it and just combing through it. Yes. And we got to this part and went, 
I went, what? Right. <laughs> okay. That's... Woohoo! Okay. Yeah. Because, like, I know that the whole bestiality thing has been a thing about Beauty and the Beast yes, for a while. Definitely. But if that has been a thing that people have talked mm-hmm. about with this, along with the Stockholm Syndrome, why are we not acknowledging that this is definitely nodding towards bestiality? Because people always forget about this line. I know I always forget about it, but also because I didn't it's, forget about it. It's the last scene, you know. It's the last thing you see, so you're not thinking about it. That's true. You're always thinking about the rest of the movie when yeah. he's actually a beast. Yeah. So it's. I think it's a very easy line to just overlook when you're talking about that subject. It is. But also, I hope people don't overlook it anymore if yeah. they listen to this, though, because <laughs> this is a problem. And if you have kids watching this and they ask you about that, you need to tell them that it's not okay. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. it's not okay. <laughs> Animals yeah. cannot give you their consent. No. <laughs> so. No. Animal cruelty, guys. <laughs> yeah, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> There's not going to be an actual beast out there who's literally a human being. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing. That's not going to happen. No. Of Definitely all things not. that could happen, that is not one of them. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, we finished it. Well, what a way to end this. <laughs> Bestiality, guys. It's, it's not our fault it ended this it's way. Not. So. It's Disney's fault. It's Disney's fault, yes. But the credits are gorgeous. Yes, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't write anything about them, but the credits are yeah. absolutely gorgeous. I wasn't a huge fan of the song, but oh. it looks very pretty. I agree about the song. Yes. But I would say it's definitely one of those songs where I'm kind of like, okay, skip that. Yeah, it's not the song that I would have put on the credits if I had put a song on the credits. Yeah. Personally. If I had chosen the song. Mm-hmm. But then they do Evermore. And I'm happy about oh, do that. They? Mm-hmm. See, I, see, you're the person who watches <laughs> movies all the way through the credits. Yes. I stop after like the images are done. Yeah, I think the the Evermore that's on the credits is Josh Groban singing it. Oh, and that, it's very nice because I do love me some Josh Groban. Yeah, he sings very nice. <laughs> that was very bad English, but <laughs> you know what I meant. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I still prefer Dan Stevens' version. But Josh Groban has a good version, too. Okay. So, in the next one, we'll be talking about the musical. Yes. Assuming we both listen to it. Oh, I've listened to the musical. I just haven't taken any notes on it. I need to... And I haven't listened to it in a couple weeks. Well, that's what I'm saying. I've listened to it, too, but I need to go listen to the musical. And and actually pay attention. write stuff down. Mm -hmm. But we will talk about the musical in the next episode. Yes. And... After that, we are moving on to Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. So excited. Which is one of my favorite books in the series. It's not one. I know you don't like it. But no, it's not that I don't like it. It's just not well, my favorite. I know that it's not one of your favorites. That's the, the one I don't, I don't really care for is Prisoner of Azkaban. Azkaban. I'm sure that the book is so much better than the movie. I'm sure it is. I say it's not even that the movie was, but I didn't like horrible. that story in the whole story. I say yeah, it just it wasn't appealing to me. Anyway, this is not a Harry Potter podcast right now, <laughs> not the series. So <laughs> let's finish it. Yes. So I guess we should leave, leave a little magic wherever you go. go.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Books, Movies, and Musicals. Oh my. If you'd like to connect with us, be sure to check us out on both Twitter and Instagram at BMM underscore oh my. You can find us on Tumblr at BMM dash oh my. And you can also find us on Facebook by searching for Books, Movies, and Musicals oh my or search at sign BMM oh my. You can find us on YouTube by searching Books, Movies, and Musicals Oh My, and you can email us at books.movies.and.musicals.omai at gmail.com. These socials and our email address are in the description. Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked this episode, be sure to share it with your friends and family and even random strangers on the street. We can't wait to talk with you all next week. Bye! Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.